And now, introducing Glenn Clark. Yeah, so apologies. Sincerest apologies to everyone. Um, We are... I, I need you to... If you're willing to trust me and you're willing to believe me, and I, I can understand why that relationship might be frayed over the years. I get it. I promise you. I, If you're saying, Glenn, I don't trust you, nor do I believe you about much of anything, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, just be honest about that. that, that that's a logical thing for you to do. But I need, I'm asking you to, to consider trusting and believing me when I say we are working diligently on trying to improve what we do here. We are working so hard on trying to improve what we do here. Unfortunately... I am not an expert on anything. I have no tangible skills. Paul's good looking. He's got that going for him. And that's one more thing that I have. But Paul is also not an expert on these, these, these issues. <laughs> Gets Our, you literally nothing. Uh, that's not true. That's not true remotely. Our friend, what about all those free drinks you get whenever you go out to the bar? Because people just look at you. They're like, hey, look at that gentleman. I think I'm going to go ahead and buy him a drink. <laughs> that has also literally never happened. Our, our friend Ben Lamoon. Um, is helping us out, and and Ben is a, a good man, and he actually knows about these things, but we are still limited in the capacity of what we're trying to do. We also got screwed today by we all we all plan to be in here bright and early this morning, only for every road in the entire area to be utterly unworkable. So everything is working against us. And we thought today we could launch to you. I, like this is a this is a promise I'm making. Coming soon, we are going to have the show streaming live on YouTube. It will be live on YouTube soon. We were hoping today. It wasn't today. Uh, such is life. But it's soon. I promise you. That's a promise. We've been working on it for weeks. And somebody might say, Glenn, I could fix this all in a day. Not if you knew what you were up against. There's a lot of things going on here. We are underneath the radio tower. We have internet issues in the area. There's a lot of stuff that we're dealing with. Thankfully, none of us have a COVID that we know of. I guess I should probably knock on the wood, right? I guess I should do that. Um, so we're working on all of those things because we want to bring you um, an improved and even better presentation of what we do. And as uh, my friend Ben Lamoon likes to say, bring it into the 21st century. We're trying desperately to make that happen for you. It's just that every time we think we've taken a step forward, it's that weird bit where we're actually taking two steps backwards. I'm not saying we're the Washington football team of production. I'm just saying that we are, we're working. We're working so very hard on it. Um, and so we, we, I, I know we started late today, and I appreciate you guys joining us late. We got a lot that we're going to do on the show. Um, today's show is brought to you by your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Avila- uh, 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 see, this is how discombobulated I am. I don't remember words. Availability. Availability. And order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Uh, coming up in just a minute here, Scott Mitchell. You say, Glenn, I recognize that name. That's because Scott Mitchell is a former Baltimore Ravens quarterback. But more importantly, he's also the color analyst for Utah football. And you say to yourself, well, why is that interesting? Well, it's because the Ravens, and we don't know if he's going to start again this week. We had, we're certainly hoping that Lamar Jackson will be able to get back out on the field. But 
Some of you have fallen in love with Tyler Huntley. We're going to talk to Scott Mitchell, former Ravens quarterback. He knows a thing or two about Tyler Huntley. We'll talk to him about uh, the Ravens uh, quarterback here in just a second. Later on this hour, our friend Aditi Kinkabwala from NFL Network. She's been covering the last couple of Ravens games. She will check in with us. And uh, later on in the show, Drew Forrester will join us. Drewsmorningdish.com. Don't forget to uh, mute yourself when you uh, – hey, uh, Paul, don't forget to mute yourself. Yeah. It's a, we've been, Trying to make, I get it. A lot going on. A lot going on. Just trying to make it all work. I promise. I promise. I need, I'm begging you to believe me when I say we are working hard. We're working so very hard. It's frustrating because I spent a lot of hours on this yesterday and did not get the results that I was looking for. It's very just, frustrating. Just for your peace of mind, that was an apology wave, not a shut up wave. I, I, if it, it, don't worry. I can definitely kick your ass. So if that ever becomes the case, I don't think that's true at all. Don't think that's true at all. All right, um, so uh, yeah, Didi Kinkabwala, Drew Forrester, they'll all join us a little bit later on in the program. But man, it's been a long time since we have caught up with our first guest today. Um, he is a former Baltimore Ravens quarterback, and he is the color analyst for Utah football, and he knows a thing or two about the guy that's been playing quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, whether he will continue to play or not. We will find out in the coming days. Joining us now, we welcome back into the program and back to Baltimore, Scott Mitchell, who is with us now on GCR. Scott, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's really good to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, S- Scott, give me a, like a number one memory of your time here in Baltimore. A number one what? Memory. Just something that you experienced during oh. your time in Baltimore. Well, um, it'd have to be crab cakes. I mean, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> a correct answer always, right? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> like... that's the thing. So my my agent uh, actually is based in Baltimore, and I even before and after I played for the Ravens, uh, I spent a lot of time in Baltimore. And other than Brian Billick and my short term with the the Ravens, I had a good a good memory of Baltimore. Did you know at all when you were in Baltimore? Did you know what was coming for this franchise? Did you know that there was something being laid? That that very shortly thereafter they were going to be you know winning Super Bowls and being thought of as one of the model franchises in all of football. Did you have any clue back in 1999 that that was what was about to happen? I I, I don't know that anyone had that kind of idea. Other than I've never I've never I never saw a defense that was that good, and it, it was it was just I mean they were just spectacular and to. To really win a Super Bowl based per- predominantly on a defense like that and that dominant of a performance that they had was was I think pretty remarkable. Probably won't happen uh, anymore <laughs> just right. because of the way the rules are. Yeah. But those guys were they were amazing. I mean, we'd have walkthroughs and they wouldn't let you get any yards in a walkthrough. I mean, they just they were so competitive. It was the perfectly designed defense and. Just, just remarkable. Did you know that how good Ray Lewis was in 1999? Did you say to yourself like this guy is <laughs> going to be something special? So we were we were working out. It was it was during training camp. We we're in the in the gym uh, lifting weights, and and I was I was standing by Ray, and he goes, "Do you know what uh, what I have in common with Muhammad Ali?" And I said, "No, I don't." He said uh, that we're the greatest of all all time. <laughs> and so Ray. <laughs> Ray Ray saw it that in yeah. himself and uh you know he was he was a guy that I really grew up and and really kind of 
came into his own. You know, you see so many guys that maybe don't reach their potential because they get caught up in the lifestyle and, and he easily could have gone a different direction, but he grew up and, and, and matured and really, really became a, a very, very special. We call that like a Babe Ruthian level called shot, by the way, from Ray <laughs> Lewis, man. A lot of people say things, not all of them get it right, but geez, did he get that right? My word, did that end up being true? Scott Mitchell with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. So, Scott, all these years later, the Ravens have a quarterback, and he's a guy that you got to see a little bit. Um, I guess, I mean, let's, let's, let's go back a little ways. Um, when Tyler Huntley was at Utah, what did you think he was, and, and what did you think he was going to be capable of being moving forward in his career? Uh, I think it's hard to say, um, you know, where he would end, eventually end up because he, he was a guy that, the the offense was built around play action, Zach Moss run first, and so everything Tyler did was was kind of uh, you know block a lot of guys, and you've got one guy to throw to down the field or two guys. So having to make decisions and read defenses like you have to do in the NFL wasn't something that he had a lot of experience in college. In fact, when Utah would run plays like that it, it he just wasn't comfortable with it hmm. and, uh, but he had a lot of talent you know he's got a, he was he had a strong arm he was uh, he he's running more now i think than when he did in college and and probably more effectively and i, I have to wonder if some of that's uh you know being around Lamar Jackson and kind of seeing how a really good runner runs you know you kind of pick up that stuff but he's he's gotten better at maybe reading defense I and mean, he's still young you know he's still learning things and and uh but but he was a guy that uh and you see this a lot where where these players have talent and you just don't know how soon or when they're going to blossom uh a lot of you know there are quarterbacks that come into college are these five-star guys and they never get any better you know, they, it's like they've reached their peak. They've reached their ceiling when they get to college, and then, and then they don't pan out at the next level. And you just saw Tyler had a lot of ability, a lot of potential. You just didn't know where where it would end up, or even if he'd get an opportunity right. to showcase it. Was that was that surprising to you that that he was completely undrafted? Like, were you were you caught off guard by that? Uh, I, I can't say. You know, just knowing the NFL and how. <laughs> how hard it is uh i can't say no uh i wasn't surprised but um you know it it it's so much of it is landing in the right situation yeah and and i think baltimore was a really really good fit for for tyler you know i mean i mean the nfl never they don't necessarily get it right my year when i was drafted john randall who was a hall of famer was undrafted after 12 rounds and only one team picked him up. And, and he said, I loved the fact that I could be a free agent because I could actually pick what was the best spot for me. So sometimes not getting drafted and being a free agent is, it can end up being a, a, a better thing. Sure, I mean, it's right. hard to deal with on draft day, but down the road, it, it might turn out. And so when I saw Tyler end up at, at Baltimore, I thought this could be a good spot for him. 
It's, it's proving to be true, by the way. Scott Mitchell is with us, former Ravens quarterback, Utah football color analyst. He's with us here on GCR. Scott, his, his personality and, and how being thrown into the situation that he's been thrown into this year, he goes on the road, he has a game-winning drive against the Bears, he puts together you know these drives um, the last couple of games that, that could have perhaps proven to be you know game-winning. Obviously, the two-point conversion didn't work this week. They, they fell a bit short uh, against Cleveland. But the way that he's handled the moment, that nothing has been too big for him in making his initial sort of foray in NFL football, is that, you know, are, are you not surprised by that based on what you knew of him as a person, as a player from his time in college? Oh, not at all. I mean, he's a tough-minded kid and extremely competitive and came to the University of Utah, and Utah hadn't, you know, it it had been a a newly anointed member of a power five conference and, and, uh, and he, and he, you know, led the team really to two conference championship games. Uh, and, and so he, you know, he's not above big moments. He's not above competing. He's not above playing and doing things that I think people maybe didn't expect. Uh, you know, none of this actually surprises me at all. You you know do you think he is a starting quarterback in the National Football League? You know do you think he's someone that, that you know the Ravens clearly they have a quarterback. They're you know they, they all I know it's it's fun for people to be like well what if you could trade you know Lamar Jackson for four first round picks? Lamar Jackson's the Ravens quarterback, but is he the type of guy that if you're another team around the NFL you'd be looking at and saying hey man it it's worth making a move to go get this guy in the off season because you see what he's capable of. So here here's the challenge. Um, with the NFL, eventually quarterbacks have to be able to make all the throws. Right. And, and defensive, defensive coaches will figure it out. Like if, if you're a scrambling quarterback, you're a dead quarterback in the NFL because, uh, you, you know, eventually they're going to force you to sit in the pocket. And if you can't read a defense and if you can't make certain throws, it's over. And, And I don't know, I don't know where Tyler Huntley's evolution is yet. Can he can he read the defenses in the pocket, make the throws? On a short-term basis, you can you can get by on just running around, scrambling, trying to figure things out, but if you're going to be a consistent everyday guy in the NFL, it's got to happen and you know, Taysom Hill at for the New Orleans Saints is kind of a good good barometer where he was a guy that was undrafted and he's this kind of unique player for for the Saints in that he can do a lot of different things. And and when Drew Brees retired, it's like, well, you know, can he be an everyday guy? And the answer right now is no, because right. there are certain throws that that Taysom Hill just can't make, and and teams will force you to do that. So I don't know where Tyler Huntley ultimately is, but that that's the question you have to answer. Can he be a guy, you know, is he a guy that can sit in the pocket and and make that throw, that deep, you know, throw down the sideline or make the intermediate throw? And a lot of times it's intermediate throws down the field to the sideline with some accuracy. Lamar Jackson, to me, I think, is, is also another example where a lot of people thought this guy's a runner, he's not really a quarterback. And he really worked to say, no, I, I throw first, and he's proven that he can, he can do that. And and so if Tyler Huntley can figure that out, yeah, he's a guy that can play in the NFL. I just don't know if he can or can't because 
I don't know that he's played enough to where you can answer it. Sure, and it's a fair question, right? Like he was he was largely targeting yeah. two guys uh, during the course of the game on Sunday, and you know I I completely understand. I don't think it's a shot to say that that's something that at this point we don't know yet because we just don't have enough of a sample size to see that moving forward. But it's still pretty remarkable, right? Like, and that's the part I keep coming back to. Like, I I, I think a lot of people want to project and want to you know. You say, hey, what could this guy be? And that's and it's fun for us to do, and we play these silly games because we have, you know, that's the nature of this business. But at the end of the day, I think just sitting back and saying, this is an undrafted free agent that was called upon, um, you know, by, behind an MVP caliber quarterback, and has stepped up and represented himself quite well, and he's either won games or given this team a chance to win despite a, a, a litany of injuries they're facing. It's a pretty remarkable story what he's done over these last couple of weeks. Well, there's, yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, here's the thing when a backup comes in, okay? You can't do it wrong. When you're, when you're a backup quarterback, especially quarterback, you come in, you, you, can't, you can do no wrong because if you do like Tyler and, and you show something, you win games, you handle those kind of tough situations well, you show some promise, Everyone's like, you know, we're having this conversation right. today. Wow, Tyler Huntley. And if you go in and you do poorly, people go, well, yeah, he, he, the guy's never played. He was undrafted. He's, you know, so so there's really, so you really don't lose, regardless of how you play. And and, and if you play well, it just it, it maybe gets a little overhyped. And and I think people need to be a little bit cautious. The NFL is is a tough business and. It's what have you done for me lately, and what have you done right this moment? And do people forget in a hurry, and you, and you have to constantly prove yourself, game after game after game, season after season after season, if you're someone who's really going to stick and and play and be memorable. Um, we will see. We will see how it goes for Tyler Huntley, but it's fun right now. Scott Mitchell, uh, you what you're doing? Obviously doing Utah football and. I hear they've got a big game coming up. That's that's kind of fun. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, I, it's it's certainly a bucket list thing for me to at some point be at a Rose Bowl, man. Like my God, like what a that that day and the sun going down in Pasadena, the whole thing. I have have you done a Rose Bowl before? So I've I've never called a Rose Bowl before, and you're right. It's it's you know it's the granddaddy of them all. It's the Rose Bowl. It's one of the great traditions in college football, and and it, it's a team that. Uh, you know, watching this team this year, where they they had so much tragedy, they had you know two players who were have, you know were shot and killed, one accidentally and one just a random um, situation. It was and it was just tragic and terrible. And the team kind of early on struggled, had a a, a couple of non conference losses, but man, they just found themselves and they're playing great football right now. Utah's been to the Pac-12 championship three of the last four years, and they just couldn't figure out a way to win it. And then they they just dominated Oregon twice. Uh, Oregon was ranked three in the country the first time they beat him, and ten the second time. And, and then and then going to the Rose Bowl for the first time for the school, being in the conference, the first conference championship, and then getting to play Ohio State. Right, you go yeah. to the Rose Bowl. I don't know. If there's anyone else you want to play? It's just it's a, absolutely a dream season. Folks here just pumped up beyond belief and just really excited to to go and be a part of it. That's really cool, man. At uh, nineteen Scott Mitchell on Twitter is how people follow you. Is there anything else that we can plug for you, Scott Mitchell? I know you've sort of documented your 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 health stuff over the years. Um, anything else that we can get a plug in for you? 
Yeah, uh, so I, I host a, a radio show here in, so- in Salt Lake City uh, called Unrivaled. We're on three to six every night, and you can actually wherever you can podcast, it's in podcast form. So um, all of my my fans back in Baltimore can certainly uh, download the podcast Unrivaled and listen to us anytime you want. It's awesome, Scott Mitchell. It's so great to catch up with you, man. Really appreciate yeah, you taking the the time for us this morning. Have a a great holiday. Enjoy that experience calling the Rose Bowl. That's a special thing, man. And, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again down the road. All right? Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Scott Mitchell, former Ravens quarterback, Utah football color analyst. And I think there's some very fair things that he says about Tyler Huntley. I get it. We all want to – it's what we do, right? We, it's recency bias. It's the love that, affair that people have with their backup quarterbacks. But the bit that – it's almost – and I'm trying to say this in the nice way possible. The stuff that I have seen in the last couple of days – is almost more disrespectful to Lamar Jackson than the original stuff that he had to deal with. At least when he was originally dealing with it, you didn't know. Like, there was the eternal, we don't know what Lamar Jackson is going to be as an NFL quarterback. We know now. The people doing the bit where, well, I just try to trade Lamar Jackson now, and you know, I think Tyler Huntley's just as good, that's more disrespectful than the things that Lamar Jackson was hearing when he was coming out because it's pretending like Lamar Jackson isn't an MVP quarterback in the National Football League. It's pretending like Lamar Jackson is no different than, you know, insert flash-in-the-pan guy here, Robert Griffin III. It's no, he's no different than Taysom Hill. He's a replacement-level quarterback. And I like Tyler Huntley, and the problem is, when you hear this is the, the world we work in, it's the GOAT, either everything's the GOAT or they're trash, right? There's no subtlety in between those two things. So... If, if you don't say Tyler Huntley's the GOAT, then you're saying he's trash. I'm not saying that. I think there's a lot of really encouraging things about Tyler Huntley. I think practically what he's proven is he's a guy that might be able to be in this league for some time as a backup quarterback, and that's a really good job to have. Mm-hmm. I think you're insane thinking there's going to be a team that's going to target Tyler Huntley after a couple of games to be their starting quarterback for the next few years. I think you're nuts. The Seahawks did it with Matt Flynn. And with money. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't trade. They, they signed him, remember, yeah, right. with a massive contract. That's the one, and obviously that failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Tell me the other team that's done that in recent right. years. There are teams that admit we don't have a quarterback, so we'll take a chance on someone's scraps because we don't have another option, right? Like somebody's got to play quarterback next year. A couple of teams have done that with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was a first-round pick. They all probably scouted quite well. Uh, Sam Darnold was a first-round pick, and I get it. They didn't work, and somebody would say, well, you got to stop falling back on your scouting and, and look at what you're seeing right now. Okay, but you're talking about a really small sample size. we got to be fair. And the people that are doing this, like, I don't think there's a difference between Tyler Huntley and Lamar Jackson, get the F out of here. Lamar Jackson seven weeks ago was is an MVP quarterback this season. That's the way you were talking about him. I get it. It's been a tough few weeks. I understand that. I've watched the games too. And I'm concerned about how he's handled the blitz. But to throw out everything you've seen of Lamar Jackson and pretend like he's just sort of a guy is as disrespectful as I could possibly fathom. Can we take a break or do we what's what's the reality? You tell me. You're the producer, man. I got to call a in one minute. All right. It's going to be a weird day today. We started late. We're behind on breaks. Our pets' heads are falling off. It's just a whole thing, man. It's a whole freaking deal. Today's show brought to you by Live Casino Hotel. The wait is over, sports fans, thankfully. And I have already experienced a few times I've made my bets. They did not go great for me, but they'll probably go better for you. 
The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. It's okay to say we don't know yet with Tyler Huntley. Yes, you like some of the things that you've seen, but that's going to put more things on tape and defense is going to be more aware of certain things. They're going to force him to do other things. It's okay to say that. It's not disrespectful. It's practical. And maybe Tyler Huntley will prove to be so wildly good that that won't matter. But we have no idea if that's, cl- that's, that's even remotely close to true as of this moment. Not a clue. Comparing Tyler Huntley to Lamar Jackson is either just something that we want to do because we still have emotions related to Lamar Jackson that we haven't worked our way through, and as I've said before, you need to seek help, or it's just the nature of the way that the internet works today. We have to overreact to everything. There's no ability to be subtle or to have nuance or to discuss things with a modicum of thought. It just has to be goat or trash. And because Lamar Jackson had a couple of games where he didn't look good against the Blitz, instead of calling him the goat, we got to call him trash. Well, the truth is Lamar Jackson is really good. And that any reasonable thought is they'll get the Blitz thing figured out and he'll be fine. And the truth is, we've got two games of Tyler Huntley, who I like, and I think it's an incredible story, and it's remarkable what he's doing. But pretending like that makes Tyler Huntley Lamar Jackson is really, really foolish, man. Appreciate Scott Mitchell hopping on with us. It was cool. That was cool. It's been a long time since I talked to Scott Mitchell. All right. uh, It's been too long, as always, since I've chatted with her. Oh, you know what? I was going to send her a picture because I got my Spotify wrapped, and I found out that my number one podcast this year was NFL Explained. I'm going to text that to her to prove it to her. She, of course, is with the NFL Network. She is our friend, Aditi Kinkabwala, and she's back with us here on GCR. Aditi, what's going on, friend? What does that mean, your number one podcast? So Does that mean that do, do, it's the most that you listen to? I, or the, that's the, the, podcast, the podcast I listen to the most in 2021 on Spotify, and I don't listen to podcasts anywhere else, was NFL Explained. Can out. That's, Were that's, there two episodes that you listened to? Is that the sum total? Of what you, <laughs> you think to? I just don't listen to any podcasts at all? So yeah, if I listen basically. To, right. I, I definitely listen to, uh, hang on a second. I listened to Kurt Warner. I listened to Justin Tucker. I listened to there was a thir- oh, what was the other one that I listened to for sure? I listened, and you know what? The, really, I think it is. It's the number of minutes that I listen because I listened all the way through to these podcasts that you do. You know, it's funny they tell us that that's a big deal. It is a very don't big deal. People actually listen all the way through, but ours people do. I'm telling you. I don't you. know. Did you do the one? What NFL teams eat? Yes, that's the, the one, one I did because you told me about that one. No, no, it was the one NFL teams eat because you told me about it on the show, and that's the reason why I listened to the 100. percent That's the other one that I listened to. So that's I. Three. So I wasn't that far off. Okay, but wait a second. But I listen to every single minute of them. That's that's valuable. That helps you. I promise. Well, I mean, it's thirty-five minutes basically. But you're wait a second. You're you're pretending like there's it means nothing. It's got to mean something that I did this. I mean, sure, it counts for something, I suppose. I guess. I'm guessing you didn't spend more than thirty-five minutes listening to my show this year. Um, yeah, uh-huh. you would be correct. Uh-huh. I'm so, sorry. so I, I don't expect you to. I want well, to make that I'd be happy to listen to you talk about the Ravens outside linebacker situation right now. Because we're trying to figure out what's going to happen if uh, they're down to. They literally could be down to just Tyus Bowser and and Jalen Ferguson at this point, and maybe Malik Harris. What about and, Owe? 
Well, yeah, in Oway. Sorry, yes, in Oway. I apologize. I don't know why my mind just blanked there. Um, yes, Can I tell c- a great random story about Oway? I would really like it if you did that, yes. Okay, so as you know, in college, he was called Jason. Yes. Jason is his middle name. So Odafe Oway's middle name, Odafe Jason Oway. And he is the son of Nigerian immigrants. And for whatever reason, I didn't actually get to the bottom of this. I don't know if sports information or a coach or somebody pushed Jason on him. But basically, it was decided that Jason would be easier when he was in college. He was called Jason. And one of his teammates when he was in college at Penn State was Pat Fryermuth, who is the Steelers' tight end, rookie tight end. And so Pat knew him for all these years at Penn State as Jason. Well, when Odafe was drafted, he said, I'm not going to go by Jason anymore. You're all just going to have to learn how to say my name, right? Which I thought was brilliant and wonderful. Doesn't seem like much to have to ask of someone to be able to do it, right? No, not at all. But I'm sure you've never dealt with I'm sure you've never dealt with that at all, Aditi. I'm sure it's never been a problem that you've dealt with whatsoever. Never. Yeah, seriously. So as a child of immigrants myself, whose name Aditi Kinkabwala is not really that hard, but is intimidating to people who have never said it before. This really spoke to me when he said, you're just going to have to learn how to say my name. (laughs) So the first time I spoke to him was, I don't know, like weeks ago. I don't know if it was prior to the, I think it was prior to the Steelers game, actually. Um, And yeah, it was prior to the Steelers game, actually. And we chatted and, you know, the first thing I said to him was, look, when you were drafted, I've never gotten to say this to you, but this is very personally meaningful to me because of this. And we're both from Jersey, so we kind of connected over that, whatever. Well, before that game, Pat Fryermuth, who's like the nicest kid on the planet, is doing his laps on the field, and he sees me, and he comes to say hi. And I say, oh, my God, I talked to your old teammate, Odafe, and he was this. And then I was like, do you call him Jason or do you call him Odafe? He's like, well, I always called him Jason. I said, well, you need to start calling him Odafe. And I gave him like this little lecture, and he said, okay, great. So then – the two of them, they play this game. After the game, they exchange jerseys. They sign each other's jerseys, whatever. And then I run into Ojafe on the field in Cleveland. And we start chatting. And I tell him, you know, hey, I saw Pat Fryermuth and I gave him a hard time. I said, you need to stop calling him Jason. And he said, well, you know what? When he signed my jersey, he did not write Jason. He wrote to Odafe. Oh, that's awesome. And he said, and oh, that meant awesome. so much to me. That's cool. That's really cool. Oh, that's really and cool. And isn't that such a sweet, like, you spend four years of your life calling somebody, five years of your life calling somebody one name. But then he says, you know, I'd really like to be called by the name that my parents named me. And even though it goes against habit, you make an effort to do it. I, I just s- thought it was a cool story about both of them. I love, I love everything about that. And I, I want to add one more thing. And I, and I ask this to people all the time. So when I'm doing play-by-play or when we meet you know, like prospects for the first time and have a conversation, I, I feel like there are people that are beat down by it, Aditi. And I'm sure you've dealt with this a little bit in your own life where they'll be like, look, I don't really care all that much. Just don't worry. Haloti Nata was that type, right? Where like legitimately yeah. his name is actually pronounced Nata, right? But everybody okay. just said Nada for years. It's just, it's what it is. And so he just didn't care. I, I, I think it's okay to care. It's okay to say, please pronounce my name correctly. Like, please, well, it's my name. It's to Rod Taylor. Right. He's called Tyrod Taylor forever until Joel Batonio tells me a story about him. He says, you want to know what a cool guy he is? Everybody says his name wrong and he won't collect, connect, correct anybody. And I said, what? And he said, it's actually Tarad. You just taught me something. You just taught me something right now. I never knew that. (laughs) I never knew that. he never corrected Correct. And then it turned into this huge scandal because I reported this. I was like, oh, Joel Batonio tells this great story about Tarad Taylor. It's actually Tarad. And then people got into this, like, huge fight. Is it Tyrod or Tarad? Is it? And then... 
Chandler was asked about it himself. He's like, I'm fine with whatever. You know, to me, like as the mother of two children who named those children very specifically, I don't want them called anything else. Correct. That's like, the name I gave them. His name is right. Nico. Don't call him Nick. Right. Don't call him Nikki. Right. Don't call him Nicholas. His name is Nico. Period. It's not. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be. I'll give you one more. Uh, it's. You, you know, it's not Yannick and Gakwe. Yannick. 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 Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's thank goodness. Yep. Gosh. That's exactly what it is. But everybody you gets know, it, it wrong. It is very embarrassing when somebody names Aditi Kinkabala gets names wrong, and I have. Yeah, it's tough, to right? A viola. <laughs> I've gotten to a tongue viola wrong. Wait, how do you say it? I think it's well. Now you're putting me on the spot. Well, because I we know we know his brother, and his brother told me it was tongue viola. Oh, Tunga Viola. Okay. All right. Well, I've only had to say his name once. And I okay, said, well, all right, so all right. There you go. Well, this is what we did today. This Now, this harkens back to the segments you and I used to do, by the way. This... Oh, about butterflies and... Correct, and goobers. This is a classic. Oh, Aditi Kinkabwala. I remember goober. Because it, I, it, it ended up being a recurring bit for a little while. Anytime somebody would talk about Eli Manning, I, I would... Oh, yeah. That's what it was. I was calling Eli Manning a goober. A hundred percent. But what a genius is he on Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah, that thing is great. Like, oh, I think it's... Do you not miss yeah, them when we don't have them? It's incredible no i don't know why they take weeks off it's so good like there's only so many weeks in the season no doubt no doubt man oh it's wild all right okay let's talk about this game because i am just like who is playing who is going yeah i've got the same questions and i wish i had answers for you because we have no idea and this is the part that i'm struggling with because the question i keep coming back to is do we still believe the ravens are a threat like it, it, every it's weird. They've lost these three games, but they've lost them by a combined four points, and they've done that, as you know, with with half of a roster. And we think they'll get their quarterback back, but to be fair, Tyler Huntley has played well. Um, we know that a He's lot not of Lamar Jackson. No, okay, he has played phenomenally well. But if Lamar Jackson is healthy, of course you're there's, with Lamar but, and, and and I almost indeed, and I I was just on a rant before you came on. Like it's almost to me a, a new level of disrespect to Lamar Jackson that people are trying to do the bit where they're like, oh, Tyler Huntley's just as good as Lamar Jackson. Like what? What? Yeah. I, I and I and I when you say this, it sounds like you're trashing Tyler Huntley, and in no way is am I. Tra- it's incredible what he's doing. But how disrespectful are you to an MVP, a unanimous MVP quarterback in this league that you're trying to pretend like a guy who's played in three games is the same as that guy? It's it's like no matter what happens, you are going to have people ripping Lamar Jackson. It's amazing. It's, it's just it's sad. It's, it's amazing. It's just really sad. Oh God, it's overwhelming. So yeah, I'm gonna pose it to you. Do you still believe that the Ravens are a threat? At this point, not I'm not even saying to win a Super Bowl because that feels like a lot at the moment, but a threat to do something noteworthy the rest of the way. I feel like every week they're out there is noteworthy, quite frankly. I know that that's not how John Harbaugh looks at it. It's you feel the team that you have and you go out and you do your best to win. Um, I It's a team that I can't count out. And, and here's what I'll tell you. There is an art to coming up with the big play in the right moment. And I asked research to look into this. I had this conversation with Brian Baldinger a few weeks ago about the Bengals and how, you know, in theory, the Bengals right now are the healthiest team. They have all of the pieces. We've seen them win in multiple different ways and play really good defense. So you want to feel that this is the team that should come out of the division except they haven't been able to string more than two wins together. And under Zach Taylor, 
listen to this. This is the most jarring thing ever. Under Zach Taylor, when the Bengals have entered the fourth quarter trailing, they are 0-24. Really? They have never, ever, ever come back from a deficit at the start of the fourth quarter. Holy crap. So Baldy and I, so Baldy and I were talking about the Bengals and it was after the San Francisco game. And he was just saying, you know, they need to learn how to win. And they haven't learned that yet. It's a little bit odd because they have a lot of veteran players. They have a young coach, but he's now in his fourth season. So I asked Mike Tomlin yesterday about this because the one thing you can say about the Steelers, look, the Steelers can't stop the run. They can't run the ball. They've been a mess in a million ways, but they have this closeout ability. And you saw it against the Titans. I mean, the Steelers against the Titans had less than 170 yards of total offense. They gave up 200 rushing yards, and they still beat a team that is trying to play for the number one seed in the AFC. And they came up with these key turnovers. And at the very end of the game, when you needed a huge tackle, Joe Hayden makes a tackle one yard shy of what would have been a first down. And Mike Tomlin says, you know, something about how coming up with the big play or being able to close out a game is a learned thing. So I said to him, what is the process of learning that? How do you get to that? And he says, quite frankly, when you're young, you blink. You maybe don't have the same focus. You maybe don't have the same attention to detail. But once you've been in multiple, multiple circumstances like this, you know what it takes. You know how to communicate. You know everything that goes into it. And so that's why it's impossible to count out the Steelers as bad as they look. And that's why it's impossible to count out the Ravens as decimated as they are, because this is a team that doesn't blink. This is a team that gets contributions out of who knows what, when, where, and no matter how ugly it is, they are fine with winning ugly. Hollywood Brown said this to me two weeks ago. He said, if we win every single game the rest of the way, right up until the Super Bowl by one point, I'll take it. And he's right. Like, this is not a team that's interested in style points. This is a team that's interested in winning. This is a team that doesn't blink. This isn't a team that ever waves a white flag or feels sorry for itself. I mean, the Ravens lose in Cleveland. I was at that game. I don't even know how. The statement there is Cleveland. It was a statement on Cleveland. They should have beaten the Ravens going away. Yes. Okay? Yes. they did it. And... Cleveland, I mean, the Ravens almost win that game. And after that game, I'm just talking to John Harbaugh kind of off the cuff. And he's, you know, like moaning the second sack that was taken, whatever. And then he's like, you know, I still think we can win the division. And he's not saying it to say it. Like, he really, honest to gosh, thinks he can win the division. He fully thought he was going to beat Green Bay. Uh, and they and, damn near did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, I just, you know, I, lo- I I tweeted that this week, actually, Glenn, after the Green Bay game, where I was like, I just love every single thing. I saw that. Ravens. I love their yeah. players, their coaches, their mindset, their resilience, everything, except for their execution on their two-point play. Well, okay, <laughs> so so let, let's spend a second talking about that, right? Aditi Kinkabwala, NFL Network, is with us, and, and I know that you are one of the busiest people on the face of the planet, and I hope you know how much I appreciate you making time for us. Um, uh, always. I, 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 I never I, forget the crab cakes he sent us ten years ago. I don't even remember what the bet was, by the way. I don't even remember what the bet yeah, was that, w- that 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 we lost. But we'll I, have to make another one. Clearly, I, I believe that will have to come at some point. I also brought you a cupcake from the wedding. I believe, if I remember correctly, I think uh, there was some there was yes, some yes, yes, yes. there was some story about that. Um, okay, so so the aggressive. We're getting old that we don't remember these stories. I know, right? 
the aggressiveness, the things that John Harbaugh is doing. There have been people this week that have suggested, hey, all right, fine. You, you do it. You know, even the people that, that maybe don't love, they're like, I get it. But at some point, do you change your decision-making based on the results? At some point, do you say, look, you're two no, of eight. because each one is a separate, isolated incident. And then you're succumbing to recency bias if you're thinking about what happened the last time. It's the same with Brandon Staley and the Chargers. You know, just because it didn't work in the second quarter doesn't mean it's not going to work in the fourth quarter. Think about the run game, right? Like, when you're committed to running the ball – the best way, the sign that the run game works is maybe in the second quarter, these runs are going for two and three yards. Those same runs in the third and fourth quarter go for 11 and 18 because you're wearing down a team. That's the way that it works. So you don't say, well, this, year, this run only went for two yards in the second quarter, so I'm never going to call that right. run again. Right. That's not the way it works. So why right. would you do the same thing? I have absolutely no problem. To me, the decision against Green Bay, so the decision against Pittsburgh, he had no corners left. And he was like, I can't even afford to go into overtime because I have no idea who's going to play. So, okay, fine. It was a beautiful decision, and it was a beautiful play. It worked. And literally, if Lamar Jackson throws the ball one inch to the left, a wide-open Mark Andrews catches that ball and scores, and John Harbaugh is hailed as a genius. And let's not forget that T.J. Watt, the presumptive defensive player of the year, we just talked about yep. big players coming up with big plays. Yep. T.J. Watt is in Lamar Jackson's face, so like, give some credit to T.J. Watt for affecting Lamar Jackson yeah, he's and decent. making that throw be one inch to the left such that Mark Andrews can corral my issue with the Green Bay one. So then, okay, let's move forward to Green Bay. What happened in Pittsburgh has absolutely no bearing on what happened in, against what happens against Green Bay in terms of decision making. Green Bay doesn't have T.J. Watt. You have a whole menu of two point plays. You're playing a different quarterback right now in Tyler Huntley. Like it's ridiculous to say just because it didn't work against Pittsburgh, you're not going to do it against Green Bay. That's number one. Number two. John Harbaugh is thinking about what gives him the best chance to win. So if he ties, then his defense needs to stop Aaron Rodgers from getting into field goal territory, which in theory, even if you're up one, you still have to do the same exact yep. thing. But yep. maybe a team plays a little bit differently when it's down than when it's tied. Okay, so there's that piece of it. Then he has to think, okay, I need to win a coin flip. That's 50-50. Then he thinks, if I lose the coin flip, then I again, again, decimated a corner and a little short step. I need to stop Aaron Rodgers, who really is just getting better as the game is going on here. So I like my chances to win in this moment right now. And then we've all seen the video, right, where he's asking, he's polling his coaching staff, he's talking to his players, and whether that he's already made his decision and he's just trying to get buy in an investment or he legitimately wants to hear what yeah. people have to say. And I do think it's whatever be- it is. I think it's between those things, Aditi. I think you're right. I think that there's somewhere yeah, between. I love the play call there. Okay. Like, right. I-, I wish the rollout. That- yeah. Yeah, I wish Huntley had a little more freedom to maybe read the defense. I mean, he could have run it in. Honestly, yep. he could have run it in. Yep. He could have read Hollywood Brown as being open. But again, you're playing with a backup quarterback making his second ever start. Correct. You know? Correct. And a good play was made. The safety coming across to knock the ball out. That was a good play, too. This, you know, I'll go back to the Steelers rookie tight end that I was talking about earlier, Pat Fryermuth. The Steelers were in Minnesota. They played a crappy three quarters, and all of a sudden in the fourth quarter they come alive, and in theory they have a chance to win at the end when Ben Roethlisberger throws a ball to Pat Fryermuth, but Pat Fryermuth can't hold on to it in the end zone. Harrison Smith who is part of the all-decade team, who is a perennial pro bowler. Harrison Smith makes a great play. Like, let's not 
scapegoat the tight end who doesn't hold on to the ball because a defensive player makes a great play. So just as much as people in Baltimore are talking about Tyler Huntley's throw and Mark Andrews not catching and John Harbaugh's decision-making, how about the fact that the Packers' safety made a great play? It's, it's fair. All those things are fair. The you other team really fired up. I feel like no, there's a lot of emotion in how I'm Well, about. imagine talking about this for three days this week in town. Imagine having this conversation. Right. Talk about this game. Well, I, up, right? I, I think the conversation is what happens if you're in the same spot, right? And at some point, you say this is just not our strength. And I, I, you know, I don't. I think I'm with you. I think the answer is no. This is who you are, and you commit to being that team. And. I do think there's warranted debate about why he didn't go for two when they were down 14 and scored a touchdown. I think that is absolute warranted. If you were going to go for two at some point, why don't you go for two then and give yourself two chances perhaps to get it, right? Like, why not say, we're not going to put all of our eggs in the basket if it's got to come down to the final play? I, I, I'm, I love the idea of this is who we are as a team and, and, and bringing up what you said about Brandon Staley. This is who we are. This is what we're going to be. Be prepared for it all week. Everything that we do as an organization, be prepared for. When we're in these spots, this is who we're going to be. Everybody knows. Everybody's on board with it. Nobody's surprised by it. Nobody's caught off guard. Nobody's dejected, anything along those lines. This is who we are as a franchise. We are going to be aggressive when the situation says we should be aggressive. I, I'm, I, I don't know how anybody could complain about that as long as it, you know, there's continuity to it. Yeah. I mean, there we go. All right. Aditi King of Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know we didn't really talk about the Bengals. We didn't really. I and I also I, I would love we could do this for an hour, um, but I know you yeah. have important things to do and you have a job. Well, um, uh, I do, and I'm supposed to be chatting with Mark Andrews in a little bit. All right. So well, that I'm uh, he's forward to that. he is Here's slightly more random important. fact, right? Yes. I can't wait to talk to him about actually. Joe Mixon, the Bengals running back, once told me that his all-time favorite teammate ever was Mark Andrews. How about that? How about that? That is interesting. Right? Like if How you about that? Think of random pairing. Okay. Does that kind of make you a little? I'm going to tell Mark Andrews that. that That's I'm really like cool. Dying to talk to him since Mixon told me. That's that. really really cool. I want to make sure I have the stat right. It it's when the Bengals are trailing in the fourth quarter at the start of the fourth quarter. At the- Start at the of start the fourth of the fourth quarter. quarter. I'm looking at your tweet. Yeah. And I did not say they we'll, haven't learned how to win yet. Yeah. We need to take that down because right. I'm we're, going to get ripped. We're going to fix that. that they haven't learned we're, how to win yet. We're going to fix that. We're going to fix it, okay. all right? We're going to fix it. I promise. I just want to make sure we that. have that right. At I a, have your, uh, there's a radio host here in town who has gotten me in trouble by misquoting me. I And I want to make sure so we don't I'm do that. I'm going to be particular. The Bengals I, know how to win. I, there's just an art to winning I, down late. I believe we will fix it. That is a promise that we're going to get that straightened out right now. At awesome. A Kinkabwala on Twitter, NFL Explained. And, and you're working the game again this Sunday, correct? I am indeed. Very I will good. be flying Leaving my children home alone on Christmas. Oh, oh, oh! Now you have to break my. We didn't even get to talk heart. about why Aaron Rodgers is wearing a cancel culture I, sweatshirt. I don't. Because I'm like, I, I don't get that one. Didi, you don't have to explain that one. Didi. <laughs> This is a conversation. I don't really want to do it. I don't want to do it because I'm going to end up wasting it. All these things we could do an hour on, you and I could sit down and have that conversation for forever. Aaron Rodgers thinks he's been canceled. Aaron Rodgers right. thinks yeah. he's been canceled. You'll have to explain that one to me because I really am so won't, confused. won't be capable of that. All right, my friend, I, I always truly appreciate you. Thank you, as always, for taking the time for us this morning. Let's uh, uh, Merry Christmas to the entire family. Let's talk again real soon, all right? You're the best. Thank Take you. care. Aditi holiday. You too. NFL Network. Appreciate her. Um, she's incredible. Love her. And uh, she's been a friend to us for a long time. We're so far behind this morning, I don't have the words to describe it. 
I don't have the words to describe this girl without being disrespectful. That's not the actual lyric, is it? I'm trying to find the words to. Do. That's what he says, doesn't uh, I, he? I, I don't know. That, that was a jam and a half. It's, Damn, it's been a long time since I since I listened Damn, to that girl. song. It, well, yeah, it's been forever. Yeah, ben knows what I'm talking about. That song was a jam and a half. It was. The, I can't even remember. I know it begins with an M and I an N, and I can't even remember the guy's who name. Who was it? That wasn't Akon. A. That wasn't Akon, was it? It is Akon. Is it Akon? Yeah, really? Yeah, it, it is Akon. Man, that song. That song was a was a banger all right um hour number one in the books it's been brought to you by mobile one mobile one full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life visit your local jiffy lube service center ask for mobile one hey royal farms has this incredible offer for you that i've been meaning to tell you about all week on december 25th royal farms that's this saturday of course you guys know it's a holiday royal farms will be giving away a free coffee to rofo rewards members the offer runs all day and all coffee sizes are included in the offer so you can get their biggest coffee for free just for being a Rofo member on Saturday. Customers who are not yet Rofo Rewards members can download the Royal Farms app on the Google Play or Apple Store, create your account, or pick up a physical card in store and register it at roforewards.com. So even if you're not a member and you just want to get a free coffee on Saturday, go sign up today and you'll get your free coffee. Say you're going to be running around from house to house. you got to do that four Christmases bit, right, Like where you got to see all the families on, uh, on Christmas. In between, you're feeling sluggish you've been up all night putting together toys for the kids that's what i'm gonna be doing i'll get to bed at somewhere around 5 a.m and then they'll wake me up an hour later because santa was there you might need a rofo coffee and you'll get it for free if you're a rofo rewards member again roforewards.com drew forrester joins us next glenn clark radio All right. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800- gambler or visit mdgamblinghelp.org that first sip that first bite Mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. 
from all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. You want to say hi real quick, Ben? Do you just want to come in and say hello? Show your sexy body? Show that? Show that? Ben Ben Lamoon is here. Ben, how are you, my friend? You gotta, you gotta, you're not new. You gotta be right in front of the microphone. Well, see, my microphone doesn't have to be. I know, but that, these, we, these are, that's the way it works. You gotta be right in front of the microphone here. Mine's an omnidirectional, just sits on my table. You gotta eat this one. You gotta literally mouth right on top of the microphone. That's the way it's gotta be here. if you're listening, these guys need new microphones. No, no, because I don't want to pick up, the problem is, I don't want to pick up more of the room. I don't want to pick up the fan. I don't want to pick up all these. I want it to be that type of microphone. So, for people that don't know you and what you do, you're with Window Depot. I am Window Depot Baltimore uh, home renovation consultant, but um, I also do all their marketing. I do Duffy's Garage marketing. So if anybody knew me from Duffy's Garage, I was a mechanic there as well as a service manager and operator and pretty much everything there. And now they're on their own. They're running. They're flying high. They're doing good. I actually got to get back over there because I need to pick up uh, the, the coats and clothes. We had a box there. Thank uh, you to Duffy's. Yeah, it's full. It's and, full to the brim. And I need to get my oil, ch- oil change. So I will be making a trip to Duffy's Garage here in the next couple of days. Yeah. Get in before the holiday. They I can would, still get you in their clothes Friday, but if you can swing in on your way That's home, the day I'm available. All right, no, I'll make it work. I'll make it work somehow. I, I will make keys. it work. I mean, we can make it work. Yeah, yeah right? I'll make it work. <laughs> we can make it work. The I'll guys, make it they're work. giving them off for the holiday. That's very nice. It's you very know, nice. We love Duffy's. The whole weekend off. So mm-hmm. they get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off with their families. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beauty about being in a family-owned garage, man. They, they're not corporate America. They care. That's so that's a it's, wonder- it's wonderful. So windowdepotbaltimore.com, duffysgaragemd.com. Yep. And you want to plug your own thing that you do? Um, I mean, I do it as far as freelance, but I may have just taken a job offer for something. Oh, okay. All right. It's crazy. So I don't know what's going on. It's been a busy morning. But yeah, I mean, graphic design stuff, I love doing it. I hope you guys, your new update's going to look awesome. So apologize for the delays on that, but it's going to be mint. I promise we're working hard. I promise we are working hard to to make this happen. It's just camera issues and driver issues and computer problems. But hey, we're going to get it figured out. I promise that's the case. Love you, buddy. Thank you. I'm going to get back to work. Thank you, my friend. Ben Lamoon stopping by hanging out this morning. Appreciate what he's doing for us. It really does mean a lot. Today's Ooh, hello. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Uh, Paul from Orlando brings up, I was talking about the way this works with um, backup quarterbacks getting signed to be a starter. He said, uh, I remember in the early days of the Ravens in 97, Rob Johnson played in place of Mark Brunel against the Ravens and went something like 28 for 29 passing and won the game. He got so hyped after that, the Bills brought him in as their starter, benching Flutie, and then they lost the Titans in the playoffs. Well, in that era of football, that was regularly how teams were finding their quarterback. They were regularly looking to somebody else's backup and going that route to find their quarterback. I mean, that in the late 90s, it was not the premium on, you know, we have to draft a guy in the first round. If a guy wasn't worthy of being a first-round quarterback, they weren't just forcing the issue to get that fifth year. That's just that's the way it worked in the late 90s. That has changed. In 2021, this is not the route the teams go to find their quarterback. And, I, again, I like Tyler Huntley. I think it's, it's remarkable what he's done. But this bit where we're trying to make it like suddenly teams are going to give you first-round picks or e- even anything of significant value to have Tyler Huntley be their quarterback is bunk. It's, it's bunk. That doesn't happen. You know that. Because you can't tell me the example of it. You say, well, the Panthers just traded for Sam Darnold. Yes, Sam Darnold was a first-round pick. He wasn't their backup. He was a guy that was going to be out because they were going to draft another guy in the first round. This is not the route that teams go to get their quarterbacks any longer. And we also knew that the Sam Darnold thing was an experiment. They're going to say, let's see if we can find something. And if not, we're going to turn around and draft a quarterback next year. That's what they do. Teams do not trade picks for backup quarterbacks to make them their quarterback now. That's not how the NFL works. Somebody might say, well, they should. Okay, that's fine. You can say that all you want. It's just not the way it goes. That doesn't happen any longer. If someone becomes available as a backup, they might bring them in and say you can compete for a job next year, something along those lines. But they don't say the guy that we didn't like when we scouted him originally, that's the guy we're going to go invest in. That's the guy we're going to throw everything behind and trade you something of significant premium in order to go get that guy. It's just we're being silly for the sake of being silly because we want to feel better about what we're watching. Didn't Well, we didn't win the game, but maybe we just want a second-round pick in the offseason for a quarterback. No, no, but that doesn't mean it wasn't neat. It was really neat. It's remarkable. It's a great thing to have a backup quarterback that you feel an amount of faith in that could go win you a football game if necessary. That's a remarkable thing to have. And that alone is something that we should be celebrating and keeping in context instead of just saying things for the sake of saying them. And with that in mind, I bring in Drew Forrester, who is very good at that. Good morning, Drew Forrester. How are you, my friend? Was that a compliment? Eh, it was something. Well, just, I mean, it's what we do for a living. Yes, this is what you're supposed, honest to God, in this business, you are just supposed to say things to get people talking. I just. What are you mad about? Um, I don't think I'm mad about anything, honestly. No, you're not. You sound very, very agitated. I, I, I tell you, agitated, I'll give you agitated. The people trying to pretend like Tyler Huntley is as good as Lamar Jackson is as disrespectful as the things that were said about Lamar Jackson when he first came out. That That's. That's a joke, and I don't think it. You really think people joke. are saying that? Yeah, there are people. I, I I know they are. I'm can pull them up okay. in the comments. I mean, I think there are certain things that he might do that are equal to or. What do you think could, he does as well as Lamar Jackson? Um, I would say that I think he has a better ability to throw the ball to the side of the field with some pace on it than Lamar does, because I think he's a little more willing to set his feet and throw the ball with with what appears to be like a quarterbacking move rather than kind of running with it. I just think they're, they are very similar. And I wrote this last week, I think, or earlier this week, 
if you took their jerseys off, or if you took their numbers and names off and you just put the two of them out there, I think it takes a while for you to see a real discernible difference in the two of them. I think it's insane. I mean, I just well, think it's one I, of the dumbest I, things I think I've ever heard. Very, I think they look very, very similar. Now, I mean, the one guy has world-class work, speed, the other guy doesn't. Well, the other guy has really good speed, though. I mean, the guy has but, more speed than you and I, yes. Tyler Huntley is well, definitely uh, more than the, the average the quarterback. Chair, the chair has more that's, than you. That's a fact. Um, well, hang on a second. No. Which chair is it? <laughs> yeah. But uh, here, this is the this is the. I got to be. I want to make. This, I want to put this down on the record. I will race that chair. I will do it tomorrow. I will race that. Well, chair. you yeah you you better be careful. Mm. You've never seen this chair. Um, here's the thing I've been saying over and over about the Huntley Lamar thing. I am completely in the camp of Lamar is a better quarterback. The biggest reason you, I think it's easy to say that is his body of work it's, shows that. I mean, that, that, that's why it's disrespectful. In, that's why it's, it's disrespectful. Okay, but wait a minute. But, but there is an argument, and I have said this for three weeks. There is an argument. I, I don't even think that's the word. There is, a, um, there, is some, there is something worth reviewing that says, if you have to give this guy 250 or $300 million dollars, would you be better off not doing that and signing someone else? And and that could be Huntley, could be could be someone else. But I think there's a money discussion that has to be made. Okay, uh, and, and I've been saying that, and I've been saying that for weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I I, I don't uh, he didn't get he isn't getting Wally pipped. And again, their full body of work. And this isn't going to happen, so you can't even extrapolate it to say this. But if if Huntley played fifty games, you would have some fair comparison to make because all Lamar's really ever done is win. He goes on the road, he wins. He's at home, he wins. Sure, he he hasn't played great this year. I think there's a lot of he hasn't played great for four games. For four games. Yeah, I no, think no, he's no. played he great was, all year. He was a top I, I, MVP candidate before that, Drew. You're uh, doing revisionist history. Uh, you're you're trying anyway, to rewrite history now. But the question is, is is when the time comes to shell out this money for him and it becomes thirty five or forty million dollars a year for him, are you better off giving him thirty five or forty million or giving someone else two point five? Okay, so I'm, 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 to try to figure out whether or not what you're saying is disrespectful, I'm going to ask this question. Do you think you should ever pay a quarterback that type of money? I mean, they're getting it. I just don't know that this one is, is a 35 right. or $40 million so, guy. So that's where I'm going to say it's wildly. The, 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 the body of work that you have with Lamar Jackson says that if, there's a, if any quarterback is worthy of this money, Lamar Jackson is worthy of that money. There's just I, the the notion that we're debating that is insane. It's a it, we have some other thing that we're hung up on that we don't think this is what a quarterback is supposed to be or whatever it is that we're hung up on. There is nothing in the actual body of work that says that if this is what if you're willing to pay a quarterback that you shouldn't pay this one. It's insane. Like, I mean, it's, it's nuts. And to say, well, he's not Patrick Mahomes, that's fine. If Patrick Mahomes was the only quarterback that ever got paid, we'd be able to talk about that. that and that's the reality of it. But if you think that Matt Stafford should get paid, then Lamar Jackson should get paid this type of money. If you think that any if, – if you believe in your heart of hearts that Josh Allen should have gotten paid what he got paid, then Lamar Jackson – there is nothing about the actual body of work 
that suggests that Lamar Jackson should not get paid that money? Uh, I don't know that I agree with you on that. With, with Using what metric? Um, and I don't know that either. I guess just the feel metric. I just don't. I, I I just don't know, and I I don't know another way to say it. Like I'm, I just don't know that this is a thirty-five. We have a leak, by the way, in the basement of the church. Oh, so I am. It's unfortunate. I just discovered it. Oh. So I'm. I'm. Man, <laughs> I I don't know like what to do. So I'm. I'm standing here. Okay. Are you trying catching to water? Are you trying to plug it with your finger? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't actually, go anywhere. I'm actually fascinated by this. This probably actually is more interesting than his Lamar Jackson take. If I'm being honest with you, Drew Forrest. I can. I can sort of hear something. I don't know if that's what I mean. I could sort of hear something. It's water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, What do you intend um, to do about it? I. You know. I. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, I have a bucket under there right now while I talk to you. Right. I think that's a good start. <laughs> and um, I think I should probably go right now. Okay. Why don't you deal with and that? Maybe, yeah. And maybe I'll call you back. Get back to us. All right? Get back to us after you, f- you fix I your link. I'll send you a video real quick. What? I'll, I'll send you a video of it. Okay, fine. <laughs> what am I going to do hey, with right that? There, I'll, I'll send you a video. Wait, wait right there as if I'm going somewhere. I'll send you a video. Stay right there. Okay, bud. You send me a video. You figure, figure him out. Let's go. I'm only mad that we don't get to continue to beat up this terrible take. God, what a dreadful take it is. Today's show is also brought to you by uh, uh, Window Nation. Uh, it is December. It's cold. It's the reality of the circumstances. Uh, they've got two great deals for you: 50% off all style windows, house of windows for only $99 a month. 86690Nation or WindowNation.com. Th- this thing, this is the disrespect thing that I'm talking about. And by the way, this should eternally be the way this goes. When, when you get into the, I don't know how, to, and this is the part that I can never deal with with Drew. I don't know how to define it. I just feel like it's true. Well, you got your answer. It's, it's not. He just sent me a video. Is that the video? The, no, the no, leak video? This is, this is something else. This is, it, just, it just feels like it's true. It's not a thing. I, I, I don't know how to explain that. It ain't a thing. What the hell? Oh, this is interesting. I don't know what John Proctor just sent me something. There's nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but it's very interesting. We'll try to get to that in a minute. Um, it, if that's what you're using to make your argument is I just feel like it's true, then you're not making an argument. You're guessing. And that's fine. Like somebody would say, that's what we, the, most of what we do in this business is guessing. Like when we make, this is the, the dirty little secret. When we make our picks, we're just guessing. That's all we're doing. Just guessing. For example, no one told me that uh, the officials would decide that they would refuse to call a pass interference again on the Rams last night. And if I had known that ahead of time, if somebody had said to me, hey, I want to make it very clear, there's going to be a blatant game-changing pass interference during the game, and we're not going to call it. We're going to make sure it benefits the Rams. Then you know what I probably wouldn't have done? I probably wouldn't have bet the Seahawks. Just a weird, weird guess. If somebody had told me that, if I could have had advanced knowledge of it, I probably wouldn't have bet the Seahawks. I probably would have chosen to bet the Rams. A lot of people, when we made our picks last week, would have said, well, if I would have known that the, the Washington football team wouldn't have had a quarterback, they would have been starting something Garrett Gilbert, I probably wouldn't have bet the Washington football team. All these things are reasonable points, but that's the, the dirty little secret. When somebody says they're good at picking games or we try to give someone cr- credit for picking games, 
and I know I shouldn't do this because it's part of like the business now. It ain't a skill. We're just guessing. That's all it is. We're just guessing. That's not a skill. And I love Jeremy. And Jeremy, you know, I, I get it. We're all we're doing our damnedest. But at the end of the day, we're guessing. We don't have any clue how these games are going to play out. They are educated guesses. Yes, but they might guesses. be. But they're guesses. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know in the same way that you probably all felt good about starting Jamar Chase in fantasy football this week. There was every reason to start Jamar Chase in fantasy football. And it probably knocked you out of a few leagues. Because we're guessing. That's all we're doing is just guessing. Or Chase Claypool in this one catch for 12 yards. Very helpful. Well, it's basically what Jamar Chase, I think Jamar Chase finishes one catch for three yards, so oh, I think nice. you had a better day. <laughs> I think, <laughs> nice. I'm being honest with you, Chase Claypool was a better play. That He was the better of the chases this week. Hang on, I'm watching this. This is Drew Forrester and his, his, his leak. Um, that qualifies as a leak. He's not wrong about that. It's very much a leak. I don't know what he does about it. I guess that's uh, his pay, uh, on, on his payroll. But when you make that, when you say... I just feel like it's true. What you're saying is I'm guessing. I'm guessing that if you do this, you're going to regret it. When you do the math, and this sort of goes into what we're, we're talking about with some of the decisions that John Harbaugh makes. When you actually do the math and when you actually try to compare circumstances and say, well, this team did this with this player and this team did this with this player and this team did this with this player, the math would say you should be paying Lamar Jackson that money. This bit that we're doing now where we say, well, but that's a lot of money. You realize how much of your salary cap you're going to be soaking up. Couldn't you just do this other thing? Well, you could, but what does the math tell you there? What does the math tell you about quarterbacks who are good and got paid versus just taking a chance on maybe being able to find a quarterback? The math would say awful lot of teams have just taken a chance that maybe they could find a quarterback. And some of them have. Drafted quarterbacks have hit. The majority of the – trying to think of, of all the – so we can do this. Aaron Rodgers was drafted by his team. Josh Allen was drafted by his team. Joe Burrow was drafted by his team. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes was drafted by his team. Justin Herbert was drafted by his team. Ben Roethlisberger drafted by his team. But, but right now, Ben Roethlisberger's not. I'm talking about the good quarterbacks oh, good, right okay, now. The okay. good quarterbacks right now. Of the good quarterbacks right now in the league, more of them were drafted by their teams. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was drafted by his team. Kyler Murray was drafted by his team, right? Uh, Tom Brady really is the only kind of one that stands out at the moment of the good quarterbacks, of the really good quarterbacks in the league that wasn't drafted by their team. That's because he's 45 years old. In part, yes, it's in part because of that, 100%. Um, on the flip side, how many teams drafted quarterbacks that didn't work? Right? All the bad teams. All of them. Mm -hmm. So there's an amount of math that goes into that. You're trying to do a math equation to figure out if you should ever pay any quarterback. Now it's the flip side. You've got a good one. Where is the evidence of the team that had a good quarterback, decided to move on from that quarterback, decided not to pay their good quarterback because they didn't want to pay a quarterback, and benefited from that decision? I can't think of any team that, that's done that, that, that's had a quarterback that they drafted that was good, yep. and they said, we're not paying well, you, nobody, we're moving nobody's on. Nobody's done that specifically. Somebody might say the Patriots are an example of a team that like you could hold up and say, well, it might hurt you for a year, but if you're good at drafting, you'll be able to find your quarterback, right. right? And that might prove to be true, right? Like Mac Jones, I like Mac Jones. He's not, you know, I, he's not overwhelming at the moment. He's a very good fit for what they do, 
and that's made it work in New England. And Mac Jones might prove to be really good for years to come. That's totally possible that Mac Jones will prove to be a good quarterback. Now, the Patriots didn't choose to move on from Tom Brady. He chose to move on from them. That wasn't a case of them not wanting to pay him. They wanted to pay him. He didn't. He wanted to get his money somewhere else. Um, but they've made it work. Ha- losing a top quarterback, they two years later have made it work. Like that's the closest example. Well, maybe the Chargers could be held up as an example too, right? Like they decided it was over with Philip Rivers and very quickly were able to replace him with the next quarterback. Right. So it's not. It's not impossible. Right, but it's uh, certainly not impossible that you could find that guy. But both teams have something in common. They drafted their next quarterback in the first round. Mm-hmm. They had to use another first-round pick to find that quarterback, and they're going to pay their next guy. They were dealing with guys that were at the end of their careers. Right, exactly. That's, that's the, another commonality there is that if these guys, if Philip Rivers and Tom Brady are 30, 31 years yes, old. Yes, they were getting paid again They're getting by paid by those franchises. Correct. So the first question is, do you ever pay any quarterback? And if you ever pay any, if you, if your argument is you never pay any quarterback, you're it's already kind of that you're against it. You can use the argument of, well, look at how many quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl when they're on their first their first deal, right? Patrick Mahomes won, has won a Super Bowl on his first deal, hasn't won a Super Bowl yet since. Well, you know, it's a very small sample size that we're dealing with. Russell when we Wilson talk about did. that. Uh, Russell Wilson was he on his? I don't think he was no, on his no, second he, deal. He, he, he was on his first contract, right? On his first, correct. Oh, that's what I'm okay, saying. What I'm okay. saying is. That's the evidence a lot of people use, is look at how many quarterbacks win a, win a Super Bowl on their first contract. It's It just proves it's easier to do, and that's what you should do. You should always try to win with a quarterback on their first contract. Mm-hmm. And it's a fascinating case study. And other people brought it up. Everybody killed Bucky Brooks because he brought it up with the Ravens, said they should be the team that experiments with this. They should be the team that experiments with never paying a quarterback. Just bring in the next guy, try to make the system work. I think it's the fan. Don't worry about it. Uh, try to make the system work and never pay a quarterback. And it's a fascinating thought, but you'd be doing it rogue. It's not something that anyone has ever done before. I thought the Cowboys, before they paid Dak Prescott and they were talking about should we pay Dak Prescott, I thought the Cowboys should have been the team to do that because I I just seen nothing from him. I, I saw him put up a lot of yards and a lot of points because he had to because the defense was terrible, but I never thought that he was a guy that they should have paid. Now, this year, of course, he got, pay, he got paid in the offseason, and now he looks like the guy who's, no, I, who's leading them right now. No, he's, so been, I, he's been remarkable. There's no question about it. I, I will always go back to the, your fears of what paying a quarterback does do not are not significantly greater. It's it's the it's the constant conversation we have about Joe. Fl- People think that Joe Flacco's contract was what wrecked right. the Ravens, and I've said a million times, Joe Flacco's contract had nothing to do with the Ravens failing miserably in their drafts for a few years. Mm. Miserably, Matt Elam is not the fault of Joe Flacco's contract. Terrence Brooks is not the fault of Joe Flacco's contract. Bronson Kafusi and Arthur Brown and Kamalai Correa and continue the list are not the faults of Joe Flacco's contract. They have nothing to do with each other. But we want to hold one up because it fits our narrative. Our narrative is Joe Flacco didn't deserve to get paid that money. So on a national front, certain people locally, they want to keep going back to that. Well, you shouldn't just always pay your quarterback. Well, the first thing to say is we all know Lamar Jackson is better than Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Like that, We start with that. With no offense and disrespect to Joe Flacco, who was a hell of a quarterback. J- Lamar Jackson is better. So comparing the two is silly to begin with. But even if that has shaped your argument that you never pay a quarterback, you're doing it 
to fit a narrative, not by looking at the actual evidence of what happened to the Baltimore Ravens. The first this this bit where Joe Flacco's contract was the reason why they had to trade away to Anquan Bolden is bunk. It's not remotely true. There were plenty of places they could go to get two million bucks. Plenty of, air, of ways they could go about doing it. They decided to play hardball with Anquan Bolden, which, again, I don't really want... I, God, I wish at some point I could stop talking about that. I hope that there will be a day that we'll never, I'll never have to bring it up again. But it's part of the revisionist history that we do on this topic, is we say, well, they had to pay Joe Flacco, so they had to let it go from somewhere. Yeah, they did. They had to let it go from somewhere. Or they didn't, weren't going to be able to sign Elvis Doomerville. And don't get me wrong, that one season of Elvis Doomerville was a lot of fun. It was a hell of a year, but it was a season. That's what they got out of it. And what do they have to show for that without having Anquan Bolden on the field? They didn't make the playoffs. This is the reality of it. Yeah, there's not really... The the team that does is basically going to be one of one. Teams just don't... Teams pay their quarterbacks. If their quarterback shows that they can get the job done, they get them to the playoffs, they get them to a Super Bowl, they pay those quarterbacks when their first contract is up. The one argument you can make is Drew Brees, but Drew Brees hadn't become Drew Brees just yet when, when they let him when San Diego let him go to New Orleans. He's coming off a shoulder injury. He had one good year in San in out in San Diego. He's the only argument you argue, argument wow, I talked right, that, that, you, that you can make. But the first team that does it is one of one. Teams correct. don't let their quarterbacks go. Now somebody, you know, somebody would say, hey, aren't the Ravens themselves an example? Isn't the fact that they walked away from one quarterback to get to their next quarterback, isn't that proof that they could do this? Well, again, you could say they walked away from a quarterback who was – I'll never know if he was done at that point because he hasn't really had any injuries have, have ended him and ruined him. And maybe the Ravens saw that coming, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they looked at him medically and say, we just don't think he's ever going to be fully right again, and that's part of the calculus they used in making the initial decision. And if they did, credit to them, right? Like Credit to them. They've been proved to be right. Joe Flacco has not been able to overcome injuries to ever have the opportunity to be Joe Flacco again. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe that was part of the decision that they made when they made the decision at the time. At the time, we didn't know that. And they were making a bold decision to say, well, we, we don't know, but we're going to try this. If it's Drew, we got to take a break before we go back to him. All right, I, I want to get Drew back on, but we got to grab a break. Today's show um, is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Love Glory Days Grill. Seasonal menu is available now with all of the comfort classics. Love me some Glory Days. You can try the house-made meatloaf, the grilled meatloaf sandwich, the Brussels and bacon appetizer, all of that available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Oh, I forgot. We got to do this, too. You know what? Let's do this now because he called in early, and that's okay. We'll do this now before we take our break. Well, and this, is, we'll, we'll, this actually works out perfectly. We will, uh, we will have this conversation because it's something that I've been talking an awful lot about. I want to take a minute here to uh, welcome in Dr. Theodore Bailey, chief of GBMC's Division of Infectious Diseases, who joins us now here on GCR. Dr. Bailey, it's Glenn and Paul. It's great to chat with you, my friend. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Good morning, fellas. It's, it's great to chat with you, Dr. Bailey. I know these are, um, these are topics that have been controversial in our world of late that I don't feel like they should be, but... Um, we've watched a lot of athletes uh, who have decided to not get vaccinated against COVID-19. They've tested positive. They didn't get hospitalized. They're back to playing. Lamar Jackson, and, and we think maybe he ultimately got vaccinated. Aaron Rodgers, clearly. Um, you know, there are a bunch of different stories. They are all seemingly just fine. So tell me why, if someone is in good shape, uh, why should they still be thinking about getting vaccinated and getting a booster shot? It's- Sure. So it's not just responsibility to self, but also, I mean, 
reducing your personal risk of uh, a performance uh, Reducing infection is certainly important, but also somebody who acquires the infection is also potentially able to spread it to people with whom he's in sustained um, close contact. And that would be teammates, that would be trainers. The people who are trying to keep that person in tip-top shape, really get them ready to do what they do best, uh, are in harm's way. And we know that vaccines are risk-reducing. They're not perfect, and that's why even vaccinated staff, vaccinated trainers and such, Mm -hmm. can still pick it up from, you know, a person who brings it into uh, the arena. So, so I'm sure you've heard a lot of the, oh, the vaccine's not even working uh, comments over the course of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's like saying that seatbelts, helmets, you know, rearview mirrors, these things don't work because there are still accidents. These right. things, like every other safety device in the world, reduce risk without absolutely eliminating it. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it seems very simple to me, but people seem to be struggling with it for whatever reason, doctor, and it's very frustrating. So let's talk uh, about you know, the, I think yeah. One thing, if I could add, is, is also just how well they're studied. Um, I think one thing that's not appreciated, and anybody who takes a prescription medicine is taking a medicine that's been scrutinized by the FDA, but these vaccines have been studied in larger trials than any other medication. So the, the level of scrutiny that they've been under is greater than really any other safety device that we use. What do we make, Dr. Bailey, of the issue of players who are vaccinated, who have gotten their booster, done all the things they're supposed to do, um, and and are still testing positive for COVID and are still having to miss some time because of it? Is you know how do we how do we you know look at that through the scope of the Omicron variant? And and, right. and 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 what is the people again are going to try to push back on this and say, look, even if we do all the right things, there's still going to be an issue. Well, because vaccines are one of the things, so we don't really know what these people are doing. One thing sometimes when people get that new car with a with an airbag that they haven't felt before and they feel safer, they may start driving faster, they may start texting, they may start not paying attention to to signs, and so they can actually ratchet back up the risk to a point that offsets the thing that they just did to reduce the risk. We don't really know what people are doing. Are they are they hitting the parties? You know, what are they doing in terms of family gatherings and such? But the, the reality is, and what's well proven, is that the vaccines are a major risk reduction strategy. They're not a risk eliminating one. Right. And since there are other things that can drive risk up or down, lifestyle can can offset that, it, Do- or it can augment it. It can actually make you even safer. Doctor, there has been there has been a push to stop testing vaccinated players, right? Like we have heard that stop testing mm-hmm. people who are vaccinated. Um, they're they're not going to be hurt by this. When, when you hear that, what do you make of that? Well, I mean, that's balancing. I think that the idea is, what are you going to do with the test result anyway? Is it, is it part of, you know, a systematic program where you're going to sort of be on precautions, be on, you know, some kind of a, a regimen? Um, so I, I, you, you have to take it with, well, what are they going to do to keep people safe if they're not doing the testing? And, you know, if they've got a sort of universe, for instance, I, don't, I'm a, I work with COVID patients. I see them in the ICU daily. You know, I'm not getting tested on a daily basis, right? I'm, I'm in a hospital. I'm wearing my mask. I'm doing other things that sort of keep me from getting it from my coworkers and from my patients and from giving it. So the question is, what comprehensive plan do they have that that's, right. that's part of it? And you can't really answer it without looking at that. Right. And it's very difficult to do. And obviously, we're talking about a lot of people and sometimes in small spaces, although we know the NFL uh, specifically uh, put in um, – you know, some different uh, rules in place that to try to separate guys and to try to protect them in certain ways. So that's something that And, you know, working. to some extent, that, that serves the strategy. I mean, we see players get out and the, and the team's not at full strength, but at the same time, we, you know, we may see that they're preserving the long-term, you know, um, capabilities of their players. They're keeping them safer and keeping them on the, on the field without that so-called long COVID. So it's, you know, it's, it's balancing how, how does that owner, how does that GM 
you know, uh, sort of chart a course to try to preserve the capabilities of their team to the best of their ability. Dr. Theodore Bailey, he is chief of GBMC's Division of Infectious Diseases. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Dr. Bailey, I, I wanted to ask you about this. So if the simple answer is um, if you are vaccinated and you're boosted, you yeah. how, how safe are you just in terms of the real dangers of yeah, the Omicron that's variant? A, that's a, that's a, well, that's a great question. And I, we haven't seen that Omicron is any more deadly, and it may be even less deadly than, say, Delta or some of the other variations. Okay. Um, the, we, we haven't had Omicron with us long enough to accumulate good data, but, you know, since it, there's certainly nothing to suggest it's more dangerous, the, the, the reduction in severe infection from the triple vaccines, you know, reduces the risk of, like, death or severe ICU level infection to about one in a million. I mean, it's incredibly protective. Um, two is pretty good. Two reduces it to about one in 30,000, but three takes it down to one in a million by Israeli data, which is really the highest quality data we have. Um, and since Omicron doesn't appear to be any more likely to be severe, you know, those stats would seem to be generalizable. We're a bit more likely to get it because it does seem to break through in terms of us being able to be infected, but it hasn't yet shown that it's any more likely to be severe. We, and hopefully the data will continue to bear that out. It seems like that's uh, that's the type of information that you would need in order to make this type of decision. Yeah. But, but remember, that's for the vaccinated. So one right. of the real gaps in society right now is just chunks of people unvaxxed. Yep, still, still to this day that remain unvaxxed. Um, uh, doctor, I know that there's some projects that GBMC has been working on, uh, including two expansion projects, uh, both under the title of the Promise Project. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, those projects and, and how yeah. they're going to enhance, enhance care for the surrounding area? Absolutely. So that's something that we're really both excited and proud about. It was a, a big fundraising uh, endeavor to get us to this point, but uh, it's a major uh, overhaul in terms of our infrastructure, our actual physical plant, our, our hospital space. And what it allows is much larger uh, rooms, rooms in which we also can observe patients without having to necessarily go in there, and therefore we're able to keep the door closed. It was imagined and designed really before COVID, but it actually serves COVID very well because we're able to sort of get people more and more to themselves, have a room to themselves with space for themselves, uh, and be able to observe them and interact with them without necessarily going in and out constantly. Um, so I'm really looking forward to having that as a as a resource. That's remarkable. That's great. So can I, can I wrap with one if I could, Doctor? Because I, I keep hearing there's this almost like buzzword uh, from a certain group of people in this country where they're like, "Why are you still talking about vaccinations? We should be talking about monoclonal antibi antibodies. Why aren't we talking about that? We're only still talking about vaccinations." Uh, is well, there so the mo yeah, I can tell you. I mean, one of the things that 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 it does is that you go as far upstream, and they're not mutually exclusive. That's instance. what I so wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah, so some people, you know, because of other conditions like cancer or they're an organ transplant recipient, you know, their immune system is turned down, and they're not going to get quite the level of protection. So, you know, if they were to get infected, then monoclonals infused within a few days of infection can further reduce their risk. And the other part is you have to know you're infected to get infused, whereas the vaccine works in the background, right? You've got it. You don't you don't have to do anything else, right? It's, it's providing you that level of protection. So it's a difference between, you know, again, with the car metaphor, all the things that we do actively and consciously to protect ourselves versus the things that are built into the car to keep us safer. And, it, and ideally, it's a combination of those two things. So vaccine with the availability of monoclonals puts us in the best position for everybody. It seems, that seems easy enough to me. All right, Dr. Theodore Bailey, really appreciate you taking the time for us. I know this is a busy time for you, and you got a lot going on as, as we are in the throes of this. Thanks for checking in with well, us for a couple minutes, and happy holidays to you, my friend. Yeah, happy holidays to you guys. Dr. Theodore Bailey, the chief of GBMC's Division of Infectious Diseases. Um, I've been wanting to do that and, and just trying to find a time we could squeeze it in, and I apologize that it, it 
he called in a minute or two early, but I really appreciate him taking the time. It's 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 fascinating stuff. This bit that we're doing, where we're just trying to distract from a conversation by bringing up something else, and Aaron Rodgers was doing. Why aren't we talking about monoclonal antibodies? I'm happy to talk about that, but the, the idea that it's one or the other is insane. It's just you doing that because you don't want to talk about the other thing, because you don't like it. it. You're not smarter than people. You're not, and I'm not saying that I am either. What what the what Dr. Bailey just said is is quite smart. Yes, have monoclonal antibody, uh, antibodies available for treating COVID. Yes, one thousand percent do that. But thinking that that means that we shouldn't get vaccinated. You're stupid. You're just trying to change the subject. That's it. You're just trying to distract, deflect, wag the dog. I don't want to talk about this thing. I want to talk about this thing instead, and you guys aren't talking about it. Well, I just did. Paul, have I ever said that I... I um, I've said on this show that I think people should get vaccinated, correct? Correct. I, that's my opinion. Yeah, mine too. I think that people should get their booster shot. Correct. Right? And I've said that before. It's my opinion. I also think there should be monoclonal antibodies available for treating COVID. Have I said all three of these things now? Yes, sir. Okay. Because we're capable of doing all of that? Yes, Because sir. we're not... We're, I, it, I don't work for a... I, this isn't big pharma trying to push something on somebody. It just seems to be all responsible. Like, you can do all of these things. You can get vaccinated. You can get boosted. And there could also be monoclonal antibodies available. It's, it's almost like... This thing where we decide that we're on one team or the other is stupid, hurts our country, it's terrible for discourse. Remarkable how that works. I don't even know where we are in the show right now. I have no idea what's going you gotta on. You got to get a bunch show. of reads I know, breaks. I know. Today's show um, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. If you're not playing Underdog, you're insane. Underdog is so much fun. It feels like you're betting. And even though we can bet now in the state of Maryland, we still can't bet on our phones, which is a bummer. I wish that was the case. I wish we could bet on our phones. I wish we could bet online, but we can't yet. But you can play underdog fantasy football, feel like you're betting, player props, parlays, daily, weekly fantasy games, all available, underdogfantasy.com, or download the Underdog Fantasy Football app. Come back in. Try to right the ship somehow on today's episode of Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. 
Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland, an authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE-certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com. I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue on the cover. We celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure. I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. All right. Back in here on GCR, we continue on a Wednesday edition of the program. Um, I was talking about uh, the folks that uh, my buddy Ben Lamoon works with, like uh, Window Depot Baltimore and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. They've been proud sponsors all season long of the Tyus Bowser Show, along with uh, Press Box, Great Eights Memorabilia, and My Bookie. And uh, unfortunately, you already know this week we had to postpone what was supposed to be the last Tyus Bowser Show of the season. We were just talking with Dr. Bailey about the new protocols that were put into place uh, by the NFL this season, and one of them is that players cannot be out at um, bars and restaurants. Um, they can't be in public gatherings. They can't be doing any of those things. Um, and, and actually probably pull up the wording for you. Hang on a second. I don't know if anybody's even interested in this type of stuff, but in case you are, in case that's the thing that, uh, that gets you all hot and bothered, I can give you, cause we were sent the official wording of, oh, hang on. Where's my phone? I got a text. I got a text. I can pull that up. The official wording of what the NFL is saying players can and cannot do now moving forward. And this might be interesting uh, to some of you that are trying to figure out how the season is going to be finished, which is a fair question considering everything that we have seen of late. The wording is, uh, The following activities outside of the facility are prohibited. No public appearances or charity events. No groups of three or more. Or, sorry, groups of three or more are prohibited from gathering. Which means that if players are posting pictures on Christmas with the rest of their families, they could be subject to a violation of COVID protocol and unavailable to play for their... Which sucks. I mean, that, that's just... It sucks. No indoor nightclubs, indoor bars, house gatherings of more than 15 people. How, now, how does that work? Groups of three or more are prohibited from gathering, but you can have a house gathering of less than 15 people. That's literally from the NFL. How does that work? Maybe they mean because it's your family. Maybe that's what they're they're saying. Like you can be around fifteen members of your family. Like if you have a wife and twelve kids. Okay, <laughs> I guess that is relevant for say Philip Rivers. If right. he was to get back into the league, he'd be like, "Well, how, 
How would I be able to be around my family? There's 20 of us. <laughs> I guess there is something to be said. Maybe that they should probably explain that a little bit better because it does. Groups of three or more are prohibited from gathering. No house gatherings of more than 15 people. I mean, like, but if I can't have more than three, then how would I have 12? Doesn't make any sense. Indoor concerts or entertainment events, professional sporting events, or events prohibited by state and local re local regulations. So, um, football players right now, for example, when Marlon Humphrey was at the Wizards game a couple weeks ago, although it doesn't matter to him because he's not able to play any longer anyway. But um, I know Tyus has gone to a bunch of Wizards games this season. Um, it's something he's into. He would not be able to do that either. So it's just the reality of the circumstances. We are intending to try to pull one off. Hopefully, like the best case scenario is. We get good news, and shutting some things down and us taking this seriously for a couple of weeks gets us in a better place, and in the next couple of weeks, uh, some of these restrictions can be eased. My gut is probably not going to be happening before the end of football season. Just because they're this far into it, mm -hmm. the NFL is going to say, we just want to get through it. We just want to get through the season. We'll revisit this next year. But that doesn't mean that when the season is over, we couldn't possibly find a way to do one more show. So we're just we're looking at all sorts of different ideas. We still want to do one more Tyus Bowser show. I hope that it'll happen. I can't promise that because, again, I can't control what happens with the Omicron variant and all these things. But uh, appreciate all of you that have supported all year long, and particularly Pressbox Grade 8's memorabilia, Window Depot, Baltimore, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, my bookie. Uh, John Harbaugh does not have an update on if you're if you're looking to find out today if Lamar Jackson is going to play on Sunday you're probably going to be disappointed. I do think it will be relevant to continue to monitor the practice, um, the injury reports, and if Lamar Jackson is listed today as a limited participant in practice, that's a good sign. It doesn't guarantee anything. We saw guys that practiced on Wednesday last week and weren't practicing by the time the week was over. It stacking practices seems to be the thing now that matters. If Lamar Jackson practices today and practices tomorrow, even if he's listed as limited in both, I think that's a really positive sign for the idea that he might play come Sunday. If he practices today but doesn't practice at all tomorrow, it's a problem. If he's listed as a full participant in practice today, then it's a great sign. It's a great sign about his availability. But I get it. We all want to know right now. This is the nature of the way the world works. We they all want to know. They don't know. We know. They know. We know. It's a very. It's the. It's the incubus. Uh, uh, what was that MTV show? They were like, you think you know, but you have no idea. Oh, the uh, VH1 behind the music. No, that was. It wasn't behind the music. No, it, it you was. Think you was, know. Was, oh, this was, is the diary of. Yeah. The you think you know, but you have no idea. It was called Diary or something. This like is the Diary of Paul Valley. You think you know, but you, you have, have no, no idea. idea. I I don't know why, but forever I remember. When they did the Incubus episode, mm -hmm. this is so stupid. I know you love Incubus. You should know this. Brandon Boyd said, you think you know, but you have no idea. I have diarrhea. That's <laughs> I do remember him saying that. And I don't know why. I, it has never escaped me for the rest. It's the dumbest thing in the history of television. And I have remembered it for the rest of my life to this day. <laughs> so stupid. Well, I, one of the things I remember about that episode is that underneath their staircase, they had, because they were in the Morning View house where they were re recording Morning View. And so they had, they built this little room underneath the staircase. That had all these oh, it was black all pillows. Lights. It was, all, it was pillows. all pillows and black lights. I actually, I wanted that. I wanted to have a room like that in my life so, so badly. I, I tried to create one. I was like 16 or 17 years old and I tried to create that room at my house yes. to, to no avail. Uh. There was just... I could have done it under the staircase in the basement, but I would have had to put up my own drywall and all sorts of stuff. You know, you, you know, it was almost better than that. 
uh, we had, I have a friend, and I'm not very close with him any longer, but I still, I, uh, I see her at kickball sometimes. Uh, the Klepsigs, Matt and Aubrey, love them. No, Matt, Aubrey. Yeah, right, that's her name? Oh, God. No, maybe it's not. Maybe that was his sister. What is his wife's name? Oh, John Proctor knows. You can tell me what. I think the, I can help with this Pam Pam situation. Yeah, the Pam Pam dilemma. John Proctor, you know, so tell me what it is. Anyway, the the Klepsigs, Matt, his father, would would invite us all to go to Bush Gardens in Williamsburg. So you guys want to go to Bush Gardens on Saturday? We'd be like, yeah, hell yeah. And this is not a bit. They took out the back portion, like all the seats from the back of his truck, and laid down mattresses back there. And so we'd be up drinking all night, and then he'd be like, well, we want to leave at like 6 a.m. And he'd just say, you guys can sleep in the car all the way down. And he'd just put, and it'd be like six of us. And we'd all just be laying in mattresses in the back of the truck. It was the greatest bit ever. <laughs> it was amazing. Sounds awesome. I don't know why his, his parents were so kind to us. I'll never understand that in my life, because we were doofuses. I mean, we were drunks. We were. We were, I mean, still to some extent. I don't drink anymore, but like... I, we were just drunken a-holes that would like go streaking through their lawn and, and skinny dipping in their pool and the whole deal. And yet they were like, and on Saturday morning, we'll drive you to Bush Gardens and you can sleep your, sleep through your hangover in the back of the car. I mean, it was insane. It was probably one of those situations where my, my wife, her mother would, would let her drink at her Megan, house. Megan, thank you, Proctor. I don't know why I forgot that was his name, his wife's name. My, my wife, her mother, when she was growing, would let her drink at her house because she's like, at least if you're, she's like, you're going to do it regardless. So at least if you're at my house, I can keep an eye on you. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was definitely you know? a lot of that involved. But that doesn't mean that you get up and drive them to Bush Gardens, son. That's a step. Here's your reward yeah, for right? drink. All you did to get, like, my God, it was such a step that I couldn't believe. But I was very appreciative of it. Was, it was a great bit. Oh, man. Um, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. When Forrester was on, mm-hmm. and he, he threw out that stupid thing about, you know, it, if it's going to be this amount of money for this guy, do you do something else? I said to him, I need to start by asking, do you ever pay any player that amount of money? I did say that, correct? Yeah. And he said... You, you asked him if he would ever pay any quarterback that kind of money. And, and what he said was like, well, that's what they're going... Like, he didn't say no. He didn't say no. He didn't say yes. He... he he was very political about it. So uh, people were mad about this, and his response was, I didn't say let him walk. I simply suggested a review is order to determine if you want to give any player 250 to $300 million. That's all. I'm a Lamar fan. I think he's great. What I don't know if, he's, if he should get $35 million or $40 million a year. Very simple. But you just, if you want to give any player that amount of money, well, if you want to give any player that amount of money, you're giving it to Lamar Jackson. And this is what I'm talking about with the disrespect thing. Like, this is as disrespectful as the initial things people were saying about Lamar J. To try to pretend like Tyler Huntley, after playing a couple of games, is as good as Lamar Jackson, is as blatantly disrespectful to what, based on what Lamar Jackson has already accomplished as it was to say Lamar Jackson isn't an NFL quarterback before he, could play, before he played in the NFL. Because now we have the answer. We've got all of the evidence to continue to pretend like there is some amount of doubt with Lamar Jackson. And I get it. I'm frustrated by the stuff that we've seen against the Blitz, too. It's frustrating. But pretending like it changes the narrative on Lamar Jackson because there's a couple of games where he struggled against the Blitz versus everything that we had seen from him up till then? Get the F out of here with that. I mean, get the entire F out of here with that. And I get it. I get it. When you say those things... 
People are saying, well, I'm just really trying to say I, I think the world of Tyler Huntley. I like Tyler Huntley, too. It's awesome. It's crazy how people ignore the first, what is it, three and a half seasons of Lamar's career, and then they think that somebody else should start over it over him based on three games. And it's a very small... I, I think the people that actually believe that are... It's, yeah, a loud minority. It's not even... I don't even think they're a loud minority. I don't think there's many people that actually believe that Tyler Huntley should start over Lamar Jackson. I mm-hmm. think it's more... There are people that believe that to try to reason something out and say, my buddy Scott Strassmeyer from uh, Navy did this last night, that the Ravens might be better off trying to trade Lamar Jackson for three first-round picks or some insane price and then letting Tyler Huntley play. And one, like in a fantasy world, I, th- I get what you think you're saying, but it's still insane. It's still nuts. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Just giving, uh, thinking that you can just recreate, duplicate Lamar Jackson is insane. And it's not disrespectful to Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley has played well. We got to be reasonable about that, too. He didn't play well on the whole in the Cleveland game. He was gutty, he was courageous, but he didn't actually play well on the whole in that game. He turned the ball over critically. A couple of times. He was directly responsible for the team missing out on 10 points. And I get it. In context of playing your second NFL game, these things are going to happen. But when you're advancing the context to maybe you should trade Lamar Jackson and just play Tyler Huntley, that's a problem. And you don't just get to pretend like it isn't because you want to have a hot take. I'm not calling out my buddy Scott specifically because there's plenty of people that are doing this. The context matters. Tyler Huntley played well against the Packers. He also overwhelmingly made two throws. Identify Mark Andrews, find him downfield, or check down underneath to Hollywood Brown. It's true. That doesn't mean he can't make more throws. It doesn't mean he's limited or that he's terrible or anything along those lines. But pretending like what we've seen from Tyler Huntley makes him Lamar Jackson makes you show your ass. If what you're saying is, I believe he could be, okay, that's a different conversation. But you're guessing. You're guessing. You're guessing that Lamar, that, that Tyler Huntley might be as good at some point as Lamar Jackson is. And somebody would say, well, everything about sports is guessing. Maybe. So you know what I'm not guessing about? How good Lamar Jackson is. Because I've got all of the evidence that shows how good he is. So I don't have to guess that. I, I, I only, this is, I'll peel the curtain back further. There's multiple reasons why I didn't do Would You Rather Wednesday today. The most significant is because we had a very hectic situation in the studio. And it's the reason why the, the show started late. But again, we are counting on it, providing great dividends for us. We're very excited about that in the future. One of the other reasons is when I sat down to write out Would You Rather Wednesday this morning, I, I knew that you guys would want me to include a Tyler Huntley-Lamar Jackson thing. And I didn't even want to do that as a goof. Because people take these things too seriously sometimes, and it, it screws up our ability to think. I like Tyler Huntley. 
And the fair thing to say about Tyler Huntley, I'm going to keep saying this till the cows come home, is what he's shown already in the first couple of games might very well be the way that he ends up staying in this league for years to come. And when you're an undrafted free agent, that's amazing. If he makes it in the NFL for five years, he gets a pension. That's massive for him for the rest of his life. And what he's shown already could be what allows him to do that. Going further than that is unreasonable today. It's us wanting to have a hot take for the sake of having a hot take. It's us wanting to get attention on social media. It's us wanting to do any of those things. We have a little bit of evidence of some good things that Tyler Huntley has done in the NFL. I greatly appreciated Scott Mitchell's point of view. His perspective was relevant. Like Tyler Huntley. Enjoy it. But projecting from there to he's a starting quarterback in the NFL is a bridge too far. Projecting from there to he's Lamar Jackson is not only crazy on the Tyler Huntley side, it's wildly disrespectful to Lamar Jackson. We gotta get a grip. We just say anything for the sake of saying it. It's go to trash. And I, I credit my friend Chad Dukes, who was the first that I heard that would bring that up. It's all we have, all we can do. When something is, 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 is good in any way, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. And when something is bad in any way, it's trash. Lamar Jackson struggled against the Blitz, so now he's trash. When Lamar Jackson was playing well, he was the greatest of all time. When Greg Roman was the coordinator of the 2019 Ravens, he was the greatest coordinator that ever happened to football. But when you don't have any running backs and the offensive line is banged up, he's trash. He's got to go. We have no ability as a people to be reasonable. We got to get our act together. Tyler Huntley, it's cool, man. I think it's a really neat story. And that's what it is. And we're being disrespectful, grossly disrespectful to Lamar Jackson when we try to compare the two. That's what I said to Drew Forrester when he tried to. Lamar, I think there are things that Tyler Huntley does uh, as good or not better than Lamar Jackson. Name them. Show me that. And I don't know what he started to say. Well, I think he threw the ball outside better. I'm like, the one throw to Rashad Bateman was tremendous. Mm-hmm. It was one tremendous throw. I've seen Lamar Jackson, who before this season, we fairly were critical about his throws outside the numbers. But I've seen a boatload of them this season that were at least that good. But you're right. I mean, the one from Tyler Huntley to Rashad Bateman was really good. That was a really good throw. It in no world suggests that he's a better thrower outside the numbers or as good of a thrower outside the numbers than Lamar Jackson is. Period. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. I already did that one. So this one's brought to you. This is the day we're having, man. It's the day we're having. Uh, This is brought to you by the... Best of issue of Press Box, which is available right now. Go pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all, pressboxonline.com slash best of. Brought to you by the Maryland Sports Commission. You see the uh, Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, Justin Tucker, on the cover. Go get that right now. And uh, Stan the Fan is not doing his normal nightly shows this week, but he, Luke Jackson, and I got together yesterday 
to uh, have a big conversation about our best of issue. And you can find that right now by going to pressboxonline.com slash video or facebook.com slash pressboxsports. And um, we actually made some predictions about people that might be the MoGaba Sports Person of the Year in 2022. So that was a fun show that we did yesterday. You can check that out right now. We'll come back in. Here's what we'll do. We'll do tidbit, then we'll take one more break, and then we'll do tubular. All right? And wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Back in here on GCR, we continue on a Wednesday edition of the program. Um, Oh, boy. Let's go ahead and do Tidbit. Let's knock out a Tidbit right now. Thank you to all of you that have uh, uh, have have put up with all of the shenanigans today. I appreciate it. We are we are working our asses off to deliver you an even better experience moving forward. Today's show, uh, we're just. I, I mean, how about I give you a reminder that Project Game Day returns this Sunday. I gave you a programming update. We're going to be with you tomorrow. Everything will be normal tomorrow. We'll have our show. Then we'll have the Press Box Fantasy Football Show, and then Friday we'll be gone. We'll be off Friday. There'll be no bat around on Saturday. But I will be back for Project Game Day on Sunday. I'll be with you at halftime, myself and the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, postgame. 
Brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. We will see you for Project Game Day this Sunday uh, for the Baltimore-Cincinnati matchup, which really is the Ravens playing for their division lives. I mean, this is, you know, this is it. This is 100% you lose this game, the division's done. It's over. Um, Doesn't mean that you can't get in the playoffs somehow, but they're playing for their division lives on Sunday against the Bengals. So we'll see you for Project Game Day. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports for both shows. PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the postgame show. All right. On today's date in 1953, Jack Dunn III, owner of the Baltimore Orioles in the International League, turns the name over to the newly newly relocated St. Louis Browns, creating the Baltimore Orioles franchise we know and love today. The Orioles would post their first winning season in 1960, finishing with a record of 89-65 and in the last Major League season to feature 154 games. It would be the first of 20, 24 winning seasons in a 26-season span from 1960 to 1985 for the Orioles. The next season, the Orioles would surpass the 90-win total for the first time in franchise history. From 1960 to 1985, four teams posted at least... 10-plus 90-win seasons. Which are they? Give me the years again. 1960 to 1985. To 1985. 10-plus. The Athletics. No. They won three World Series. They were very good in the 70s, but not good in the the, uh, 60s or the 80s. The Pirates. No. The teams that did all of the winning don't. The, this is maybe maybe what we were learning is that it didn't matter how many games you won because the teams that won all of the World Series were apparently not that good. There were a bunch of times where teams won 100 games and didn't even make the playoffs. Well, I know because only two teams made the playoffs right. in each league back then. Uh, the Phillies. No, the Phillies are actually actually only had like six. The Cardinals. No. Who the f are these teams, man? <laughs> like. The, you're circling around it. There were teams that you're missing that were very good in the 70s. That were very good. I mean, I named at least a half of the World Series winners are already off the books. Like you they had, The one team had a nickname. The, yeah, the Reds. It was going to be one of my next guesses. The Cincinnati Reds. That, they, they are fourth and, and, with 11. And, and that makes... They're only fourth. <laughs> they're fourth with 11. What the hell is going on, man? Proctor just got... Three in a row. Okay. Who are Reds, they? Yankees, Dodgers. That's Yankees. the funny part. Like the Yankees weren't that good during that stretch. They were. Uh, they were. I was looking at the records. I was surprised. They, they were hundred games a bunch. Uh, so the Yankees were third with twelve. The Dodgers are second with thirteen. So you only have the first team now. Um, this is such a weird tidbit, man. I'm not. I'm not blaming you. It's just weird. Like it's just a weird bit. Um, the Tigers. No. They were good in that stretch, though. I know that. They were. They were. I feel like I've named all of the World Series winners from that era. I feel mm-hmm. like I... What were the years again? 1960 to 1985. 80, 85 was the Royals, right? Because it was the Royals mm-hmm. Cardinals. Was that is the Royals? No. I feel like you think that there's... No, not the, not, the, not the Tigers, Proctor. I feel like you feel like you're not allowed to name one of the teams. Oh, the Orioles. The Orioles. Yeah, this is the old. This is we got to clean this up somehow. This See, that, is the. It's not my fault that. that yeah, that, but that this is I, you. St- you it. stepped into what you stepped into, man. Like I, nobody you know, gave me rules it, it, for John, tidbit. John Tillman, when he took over the Maryland Cross team, he hadn't failed to win a national championship for forty years, but he had to carry the weight with him, and no matter, right? Like you're still carrying that weight over the years. 
It's just you got to be a, be aware that that's the way that things have worked well, around these parts. The, the Orioles, by running away with it, they had 17 90-plus win seasons. Yeah, now, they, did, I, they did win three World Series. I, I, I have a bonus question for you. By today's playoff rules, see, the Orioles did in that 26-year stretch. They only made the playoffs eight times. They won six pennants and three World Series titles. By today's playoff rules, how many postseasons would they have made? In that in that time frame, mm-hmm. they would have made ten. Seventeen. Wait, wait, really? There's, oh, wait, there's okay, two hang wild on. Card teams. With the two wild cards, yeah, okay. They would have made. Now it's not really fair because sometimes yeah, right. there are only ten teams. Well, in, and that's in, what I'm in, saying. Like there weren't the expansion teams hadn't come in yet. Like there was no team, not just Denver and Florida and Tampa and, and Arizona. Um, but even when did what? What was Seattle's first year? Uh, something like 1972. Yeah, because so, there was a so Seattle they, Pilots team that right, wasn't the Mariners. Right, but Seattle wasn't in there for all of it. Like they no. were, and they Seattle actually didn't post a 90 win season during that stretch. And what year did Montreal come in? Um, and Toronto. Man, I don't know, but, but Montreal only posted one, and Toronto yeah. only posted two. Yeah, but. All right. Imagine how many worlds, more World Series they might have still before my That's time. A, it's all fair. It's all fair. All right. Very good. That was Tidbit. Uh, tidbit also brought to you by the Press Box Fantasy Football Show, which returns tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. We'll get you ready for your semifinals. I survived in one league. I am still alive, despite the fact that my team stunk. Thankfully, the guy I was going up against this week only scored 70 points. Do I, Proctor, do I face you this week or do I face um, Dubby? Who am I facing this week? Um, I, I, I don't I, this is the frustrating part about there being Tuesday night games. I wanted to look today. and I was so excited. I was looking at the waiver wire. I'm like, oh, I could just pick that guy up. It's Wednesday. And he wasn't glammed. And I forgot that they pushed waiver wire back to tomorrow. So, womp, womp. But we'll set all your lineups up tomorrow morning, 11.30 a.m. on the Press Box Fantasy Football Show with KZ. It's me versus Proctor. Yeah, big time. We should reseed, though. I was the five seed. I shouldn't have to face the number one seed in the, the next round of the playoffs. I shouldn't have to do that. We should be reseeding. The sixth seed also advanced, so he should be facing to set up for the big showdown. You know, you should reseed as the playoffs. How is the sixth seed not facing the one seed? Because we don't reseed. We just set up a bracket. Oh. So the sixth seed beat the three seed. So you, you expect the three seed was going to play the two seed. So instead, the sixth seed will play the two seed, and I'll move on to face the one seed. That's the way it'll go. If you get the team that I, that I had this week, you're going to kick my ass because my team sucked. We scored 90 some points. So we have no business being in the semifinals. But we're there. You only have to beat the team you face. You don't have to beat all the teams, just the team you face. That's the way that it works. Hopefully, we'll have a bounce back week. Press Box Fantasy Football Show tomorrow with KZ. Brought to you by CCBC Glory Days Grill and the Maryland Department of Transportation. Quickly, uh, John and Little Rock. Uh, I think Bucky Brooks was right. This style of quarterback is going to have a shelf life. We're lucky we have found Huntley. Better start scouting the next. Now, this is not John from Little Rock. This is a different John. Sorry, John from Little Rock. Would have been disrespectful to you when I just went after you. Uh, different John. John, I think this is John in Phoenix. Uh, same thing for Arizona. The running and the hits will pile up and wear a guy out. I don't think the mixed big. The, I don't think the big quarterback deal is smart. You're basing it off nothing. You're basing it off this gut thing you have because you've been told a million things over the years about how at risk uh, running quarterbacks are, and it's just not true. We have the data. We have it. The data says very clearly running quarterbacks are not at more of a risk than passing quarterbacks or traditional pocket passers are. We have the data. And it was surprising and alarming to me when it was first presented to me. I didn't believe it either. But it actually makes sense. The hits you take when you're a quarterback and standing in the pocket. How did Lamar Jackson get hurt, by the way? In the pocket. Weird. 
Not not when he was running? Nope. Super weird, man. I, I thought it was only the running quarterbacks that got hurt. It's yeah, just I mean, that's, such a strange that's what bit. I've been led to believe my entire yeah. life. It hits you take when you're standing in the pocket. You don't know those are coming, and you can't protect yourself from them. And they can be devastating. Whereas when you're in the open field, you can see a hit coming, and there's a million things you can do in that situation. You can get down. You can give a stiff arm. You can kick him in the junk. You can do that if you would like. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I don't know if there are rules. Did Tom Brady try to do that? Oh, that was in a different situation, but he definitely did. It was. <laughs> it was. Um, he definitely did once. attempt to do that. Well, yeah, he tried to do it Ed Reed years ago. Yeah. Um, you can get out of bounds. There's a million things you can do when you know the hits are coming downfield. But when you're in the pocket, you don't know they're coming because they're happening from your blind side. There's a whole movie about it. I don't know if you saw Michael Orr, whole thing. Joe Theismann got hurt. Lawrence Taylor, whole bit. Sandra Bullock taught him how to play football. It was completely made up. The whole thing, right? Like, <laughs> we should know these things, John and Phoenix, but not John and Little Rock, who I respect. You're right. All right, we'll come back in. When we come back in, we'll get a, a, to tubular and all those fun things we do to wrap up the show. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One, Glenn Clark Radio. The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue on the cover. We celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Burger, Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. <laughs> I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles, and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember, because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. 
Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. All right, back in here on GCR. Don't forget, the wait is finally over. You can get the live casino and hotel in Hanover, Maryland to hang out. And the FanDuel Sportsbook, such a cool place, man. It's such a just a fun way to spend the night or to spend a Saturday when games are going on. Yeah, you know what would be a great day to be there is uh, like the college football bowl days, like when there's just games and games and games, and you've got no reason to care about any of them. No disrespect to Scott Mitchell, but I don't care at all about Ohio State and Utah and the Rose Bowl, but the game's going to be on, and it's the Rose Bowl, and the, the sky's pretty, so we all want to watch it, right? It's so much more fun. So much more fun during... Uh, you know, when you're hitting, hanging out in a sports book, and all of a sudden now you're desperately caring about it. Like, you're desperately, you're so in. You know who these players are. Oh, it's just such a fun way to spend the day. Uh, Live Casino Hotel, it's, uh, it's open. The FanDuel Sportsbook. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Tubular is brought to you today by Window Nation. Uh, it's December. It's cold. Energy bill's going up. They're helping you out. Um, right now, and only until the end of the month, so last chance you to take advantage of it, 50% off all style windows, house of windows for $99 a month. Call them today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Here is what's coming up, or at least what was coming up as of last night. If things have changed, I have said before, I'm not dealing with that any longer. Day of stuff. I can't mess with it. Sorry, too much going on. Uh, UMBC Mount St. Mary's tonight at 7 on NEC Front Row. Before that, Navy and Towson this afternoon. It's a really good one if you're in the area. Get over there. It starts at 1 o'clock at uh, CQ Arena. It's on ESPN Plus as well. Is it? It's on ESPN Plus? I don't think that's right. I think it's actually on Flow Sports, but I will double-check that. I have no idea why I wrote down ESPN Plus. And, for example, the UMES George Washington games on NBC Sports Washington. I might have been doing drugs the night that I prepared this. This one actually is on me. I will take full responsibility for this. This one actually is on me. And, yes, no, the game is on ESPN Plus because it's at Navy. Why did I say it was at Towson? What the hell is going on, man? (laughs) Our pets are falling off. what the hell am I doing? (laughs) I am falling the F apart. It's been a weird day, man. Oh, my God. I knew the game was at Navy. I just talked to Patrick about how long a drive it was from Annapolis to Emmitsburg. My God. It was a poor performance on my part. What do I do? When I slap myself, how do I how do I go about handling this? <laughs> slap myself on the wrist. Um, get to Annapolis if you're in the area. Go to the game there, and it's on ESPN Plus. Those are the local games, the bowl games today. Uh, I believe there's just one. Yeah, just one. Yeah, just one. The Armed Forces Bowl between Missouri and Army at eight o'clock on ESPN. Everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com. I don't know if it's happening. I'm going to try to update it right now. NBA TV tonight, Magic Hawks 730, Clippers Kings at 10. TNT for AEW Dynamite at 8. Some, something non-sports stuff I don't think is being canceled. I think that stuff is still happening. Right. So uh, on CBS tonight, the price is right at night at 8 o'clock. Uh, the 44th annual Kennedy Senator honors at 9. Ah, the UMBC game was canceled. That's a bummer. Damn, oh. sorry. 
Uh, on NBC, Dr. Seuss is a Grinch at 8 and Michael Bublé's Christmas in the City at 10. Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer on the CW at 8. Uh, Forged in Fire, The Twelve Cuts of Christmas at oh, 8 o'clock on History Channel and Deadly Christmas at Red River at 8 o'clock on ID. Uh, TMC is TCM, excuse me, Turner Classic Movies playing Christmas in Connecticut at 8 and Holiday Affair at 10. And then, of course, on HBO, you have Hard Knocks and Season the Indianapolis Colts at 10. And on Disney Plus, the season finale of Hawkeye. All right, very good. Thanks uh, as well today to um, Chick fil A, your local Chick fil A restaurants, the Baltimore area Chick fil A restaurants, for bringing us tubular. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, Try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Thanks today to Aditi Kinkabwala, uh, Scott Mitchell, former Ravens quarterback, Utah color analyst, and uh, the couple minutes of Drew Forrester saying silly things that we got out of him today. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Um, I don't know. Picks tomorrow, KZ, the fantasy show. I think we're going to try to catch up with both Smolka tomorrow and Stuff and Things all on tap on tomorrow's show, last show of the week. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, the Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, and my bookie. Thanks to our friend Ben Lamoon for helping us out today. Hopefully tomorrow you will see our beautiful, uh, spectacular, uh, it's going to be weird. Uh, we're, it's actually going to make us sexier. This whole, we're going to, you might be turned on. Well, I mean, Paul, you're probably turned on by most of the time. No. You might be even more turned on when you tune in tomorrow. I'll wear the big underwear tomorrow. Oh, please do that. Please do that. All right. Uh, thanks to him. Thanks to Paul. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday night. Go Navy or Towson. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.